Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is Lucky Episode 13. Uh, we're coming to you from the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. Uh, I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Lauren Corralico, and I've been called upon to be the voice of reason. I'm Mark Denebaum. I. That's about it. <laughs> I'm Jim Reynolds. I run the controls and all the knobs here at the Stude. The more knobs, the better. I have a lot of them here, actually, even more today. He's very good with the knobs. You have more knobs today than usual? Yeah, I I dug up a couple other pieces of gear from the the storage room. As you can tell, we're all 13, and we we all think the word knob is hysterical. (laughs) Yes. And uh, we're here with uh, local musician uh, Tom Graham, who uh, has a uh, new album out, and uh, he's also uh, also, uh, did some recording right here in the studio. So we're we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit, and... uh, Get into uh, you know what it takes to put an album together, and uh, it's it's cool because uh, Jimmy worked on that album, so uh, we'll have his perspective as well. And, I can't uh, wait to hear it. Go it's it's else. it'll be interesting, mm-hmm. and um, we're happy to have Lauren back. We missed you last week, definitely. Thank you. I'm responsible really for bringing the extra knobs to the studio today. You brought you actually did bring a couple knobs. That was your mm-hmm. first gift to me. Remember you 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 gave me a keyboard with the knobs on it. Yes, the MIDI. Mm-hmm. Did you ever use it? I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Even, Even when it's not plugged in. You can check in with me every now and send me a photo. Say, hey, look, I'm using this. <laughs> I will. said nothing. <laughs> you don't call. You don't write. They're like, wow, this piece of equipment's great. You're like, yep. It's no, really. Yeah, we I know. It. We were just using it on Friday. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's oh, Jimmy. That's Jimmy. Love him and leave him. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Just did using you... Tom for his knobs and then leaving him. <laughs> That's right. So, real, so wait, real quick, going back My to last samples. week. Did you listen to last week's? I did not yet. Mm-hmm. All right. I will. I just wanted to know if if you approved or disapproved. I got distracted because I went to a CD store last week and got really excited about listening to all the CDs I bought. The oh. Wall. Mm. Ooh, what'd you get? <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to say. So let's oh, move on to what happened to in no, this no, no, week. No, no, no. Why? Oh, you got it. You got to tell you embarrassed us. Now. You your own personal now. selection of music. So I went to the clearance bin. So sure, a lot of Ace of Base. No, heaven. They put Michael Bolton on the the clearance rack too. What you, you know? get? What you get from Clarence? So. Well, I walked in there with the full intention of seeing if they had a DVD version of the action film Willow. Starring oh, Warwick Davis. Do you yeah. really? I do have it on I Blu-ray. need to watch that again. It's amazing. I love that I'm movie. Again. <laughs> Under, <laughs> underrated. Totally underrated. No? Yeah. It's got Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. True. I'd say it's overrated. No. I'm, Willow? I'm a Willow fan. Willow's good. Willow's awesome. Who's the one? Transform me back to my normal self. Yes. <laughs> I haven't watched Willow in a very long time. Jimmy, look at me perplexed. You've never seen I, Willow? No. You've seen every like uh, Muppet movie, but you haven't seen Willow. I, wouldn't equate I have Willow it with at the Muppet house movie. on Blu-ray. Okay, Marky's watched it so many times he could just rattle off all the quotes right yeah, from it. It's and about- Val Kilmer would always go peck, peck, peck. Is it a cartoon? No, it's a it's a drug movie. Cocaine, yeah, it's a medieval cocaine flick. It's like Requiem for a Dream, but with like fantasy tones to it. It's an action movie starring an achondroplasic dwarf, D- directed by Ron Howard. Right. Yes. Who is? Do you play Wicket? Was he Wicked? Yeah, he was Wicked, he was wicked in Return yep. of the Jedi. That's right. I think Ron Howard is the nicest director in the world, if I had to guess. I think he played a couple of the other minor characters as well. Did he? In Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. No, he was just Wicked. No, he wasn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was just, he was Wicked. He played. Um, I can't see Ron Howard being Wicked. <laughs> wicked. 
Wicket was the name of the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. He was he was the one who was like that one. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I've watched that sometime. Um so that was so he played that um his Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He played um the robot. Yes. Um he was in Harry Potter. Yes, he, he was. was in um, the Ricky Gervais produced show Extras. Right. Thanks for emptying your trash right now, Jim. Um, no, he was in Extras, but then there was um, Life is Short. He was on that. Let's not forget Leprechaun. He was. He He was. I'm the Leprechaun. He was the really? Leprechaun. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's first film. Yeah. In like all of the Leprechaun movies too. He was like even, even Leprechaun even, went to the hood. Yeah. Oh. And back to the hood. Oh my God! Yeah, that's right. They they sequeled the sequel. Oh yeah. Oof. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's that called when you sequel a sequel? Back to the hood. It was <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood, and then it was Leprechaun back to the hood. Mm-hmm. You know that that eternal classic, back to the hood. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to talk about the website? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect sure. leaded, Marky. Perfect well, leaded. We we did talk about transition. The last week's episode, we uh, we just put up today uh, some uh, recording sessions that we did with our guests last week. Sorry uh, about that. Uh, Dan Rossler and uh, Ed Cuzo were were on here, and uh, they both did some original acoustic songs for us, and uh, they also did a Weezer cover as well, which was uh, pretty cool. So you can uh, watch the videos now, and you can download the MP3s from us. You can get them on iTunes. You can get them on SoundCloud. Yep. Uh, but they're all on uh, NEPAScene.com. So what time? What time was I? Facebook messaging you last night? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was after two. It was oh, maybe close to three in the morning. Yeah, it was I three think. o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get them finally done till six a.m. <laughs> well, the 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 work shows though. They have this really cool intro with our logo that, that makes us makes I'm us look just really such cool. An ass. No, it's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought I mean, so it's too. Mind blowing. Watching you, how to, you can make your own series of yourself creating things like that and put it online. Yeah, but ninety percent of it is how not to do it. But still, it's like, oh, that failed. Well, you can show people what not to do then. <laughs> yeah, that's why still, it took but me it's still forever. fun to watch. Well, no, like I did the first one and the first one I exported in like 15 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to turn on all these buttons. Oh, and yeah. then it took knobs 65 minutes. I was just going to say that, but I uh, we have buttons already. in the in the EDL world. Oh, no, I have knobs in the DAW world. Yeah, you have knobs. I have buttons. I work. I work with buttons and, and toggles and click. I think that's why we're having such a hard time making my transition from the DAW audio side to movie side. The film now. side? Yeah, I'm having that a hard I, that time. I've, that I've trying to, you. I'm trying to, try to, to, to turn the buttons, everything and just, twisting buttons yeah, that need to be They don't pushed. twist. They just freeze, and then you get that little pinwheel. Of death. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Those came out. <laughs> Those came out. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Scranton Fringe Festival is accepting uh, applications now for uh, their uh, festival in October. Uh, they also have a fundraiser coming up uh, next week, uh, so uh, you can check out uh, the details that for at? that. Uh, the fundraiser is at uh, Posh. Okay. Uh, it's uh, fifteen dollars to get in, and uh, wonderful establishment. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can get uh, appetizers and uh, uh, you know beer and wine, and there's also entertainment as well. Cool. And uh, let's see. Oh, we also brought back uh, Infinite Improbability is finally back. I uh, liked it. I read it. Did you? Yes, I did. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm usually not a reader. 
Yeah, it, well, it's 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 a little long, but uh, but I no, think it I, does I, the job. I, no, I totally read it because it was about the Ghostbusters reboot, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Infinite Improbability is a column I've been writing since uh, 2010 uh, in various print publications, and uh, uh, eventually uh, I wanted to bring it back on NEPA scene, and it took me a little while because I got busy with other things. But uh, now it's back, and, and Kristen Wiig is the one, and Paul Feig, Feig, yeah, yeah, are the ones that. He finally put the fire. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess I was that angry about Ghostbusters three uh, actually happening now uh, that I decided I had to to rant yeah. about it a little bit. Uh, but it's not just the, the the thing that we do with Infinite is is, is um, you know it's it's more of um, uh, kind of a, a heady a more headier take on on the the pop culture or geek culture uh, things that you see uh, popping up in the news right. and stuff like that. We try to wait a little while till, you know, maybe the hysteria and the immediate uh, knee-jerk reaction has died down and then talk about it in a reasonable way and say, all right, here's, you know, like like really the the, the focus of it is the fact that uh, in this particular in this particular case, uh, a lot of people are focused so much on the all-female cast thing with Ghostbusters yeah. 3 that uh, they fail to really pay attention to the fact that it's probably not going to work because one of the main guys is dead and everyone else wants absolutely nothing to do with this project. And it took them how many years to figure yeah. that out? I mean, Bill Murray knew qu- right away, but the other guys, it took them a few decades to catch up to the point where they're like, yeah, this is not a good idea. Let's stop working on this. And uh, I, I just feel like at this point, especially with the way Hollywood runs now, where every scene has to be monetized into something, right. I feel like everything is just going to be uh, uh, broken down to the point where, uh, you know, how can we how can we sell a T-shirt out of this, a hat out of that, a doll out of that? And uh, and with this being a full reboot, you know, they're they're going to obviously just rehash a lot of the same scenes that we're expecting uh, just with a different cast. Can I, I borrow your paper? I have to write down Ghostbusters mayonnaise. I'm going to market that. Yeah, well, they are, <laughs> they they already do have uh, marshmallows so and, yeah. and other things. It's, so it's room temperature, Jim. <laughs> um, I, although I, I really wish they'd bring back Ecto Cooler. Yeah, oh, I, oh delicious! Yeah. To be honest, wow. if if they bring back Ecto Cooler, I'll totally forgive. forgive I'll totally forgive Ghostbusters three. See, now that we're in like we're in the we're in the realm of like geekdom that I understand. Um, I I don't like I don't like the fact where they're like. Um, Oh, it, it's the you know the Mel Brooks had always had that joke with Spaceballs where he's like, "We'll make Spaceballs too." The search for more money. He's actually thinking about doing it now, right? Um, which to me is kind of like, all right, he's in on his own joke and he knows what he's doing. And not only that, the title speaks for itself. Yeah, um, I would give Mel Brooks my money. Yeah, sh- no, so would, I would love to see a sequel to Spaceballs. Um, but the thing is, is like when they do stuff like. You know what they're doing with the uh, with with Ghostbusters, and then what they're doing with Fantastic Four. It's like, oh, okay. Um, you know, it to me, it's comparable to making like it, to like reinvent Star Trek by making Kirk a Klingon. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, um, you know, uh, you know, the Batman is from Venezuela. You know what I mean? Like, it, like these are like the unique things that they think are going to be like, oh, we can get forty million opening box office and do that. I don't but, know. I might watch Red Sun if it happened. <clears throat> um, I don't know what that is. But, um, technically, but, but, they they already remade. They already did a uh, uh, Spaceballs too. It was uh, the cartoon. Yeah, no, it was uh, the uh, the prequels. 
George Lucas made them. Oh, Jesus. Did he really? <laughs> a lot of space no, it's a, Lauren, it's a nerd joke. That's how bad the prequels are. They don't even hold up to space balls. Like, that's how bad the, the pre, the, the prequels are. Honestly, I would, I would accept space balls as canon over the prequels. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Rick Moranis is phenomenal in that he, movie. He, he, he I wish he didn't retire. Uh, me too. Because he, I think he retired after Mel Brooks Honey, is trying to up the kid or something. No, I think it was Little Giants that did him in. Um, <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks is trying to talk him out of retirement. Um, but I, but me saying that, saying like, you know, we just had, we had fantastic, like Spider Man. Yeah, like we're like five years away from the last Spider Man movie, and they already did two more, and yep. they rebooted it, and they and they weren't that good. And then they're like, how many villains can we throw in? Um, that being said, it's it at the same time, it's nothing new. Right, I mean, Superman, and then there was Supergirl, and then there was Batman, and then there was isn't there a a a, a female version of Batman? Oh yeah, there's like a sidekicky. There, there's a Batwoman. There's a Batgirl. Or, there's yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's really surprising. There is a female Robin as well. Yeah. So I I wish them luck. I just I'm just starting to hate the fact that Melissa McCarthy's getting typecast as being the the foul mouthed. Well, you know, and like I mentioned too, it's it's uh, I'm I'm not necessarily against her as an actress because I thought she basically did it's very, bridesmaids with proton packs. Yeah, which well, is really like disappointing. It is very disappointing because they're not the same thing at all. And the the thing that I really wanted to to get at in the article was just that um, the whole thing was kind of this was weird, weird, quirky fluke to begin with. Bridesmaids. No, uh, oh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, the oh making God, of it yeah. itself, because it changed so much from the initial script to what you see on, in the final film right. so many times. Uh, you know, whether it was Jim Belushi dying, J- Jim K- uh, uh, John Candy wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, there was, uh, initially, they were supposed to be time travelers. Um, like, they, they totally... John Belushi died. Jim Belushi. John Belushi died. Jim Belushi yes. is That's right. very alive and well. Uh, J- I heard he's an awful person. Uh, Jim Belushi, uh, yeah, he's alive, but I don't know if he's done anything that I'd want to see. But no, you know. I heard he's well. The the you know Curly they, Sue. <laughs> I think I think Dan Aykroyd just like just keeps just like trying to squeeze as much blood from a stone as possible. Right. With the Blues Brothers and yeah, and I f- he hasn't done a, a great movie in a number of years, so I feel like he's not going to add anything to it at this point. That no, that would be but any he's, good. But he's it's it's weird because I like I I was always I'm like oh they're gonna do another Ghostbusters which would be awesome and Bill Murray is like I'll come back if I'm a ghost right and then so he's you know, con- meaning he won't do whatever again he'll have to be dead first no Bill Murray will not do Bill Murray. Bill Murray does not do sequels. He meant a character as a ghost, not actually. Oh, oh I thought you meant like a dead. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, over my dead I'll body. Do it as a paid no. ghost. He he will come back as a specter. Um, How do we get Bill Murray to show up here? I don't huh? think you would ever do Practice. that. I heard he's a mean person in person. I heard he's awesome. My cousin saw him in an in an airport in Australia, and she was wanted, she said hi to him and wanted to just you know maybe get a photo or something. He, Completely blew her off and wanted nothing to do with her. I find that just very hard to believe. Very, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can get my cousin on here to talk about his Bill Murray experience. I her, yeah, I don't yeah, want to hear about her Bill Murray experience. I just want, I want, I want. Can we get him her to on for up. four minutes to talk about the Bill Murray? Well, I, I, like, we can okay, get her on phone. I got to figure that feature out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy cool. now wants to do Collins. I want to not do Phil Collins, but <laughs> right Collins. <laughs> do Phil Collins Susudio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else is going? I think we've spoken PA? enough about Ghostbusters for now. Yeah, can yeah. I can I throw in one fun fact about Ghostbusters though? <laughs> yes, you can. You're yes, like you the can. Back of a cereal box. All right, um, 
Mark and I were driving in the car last week and I told him this, but um, the theme song to Ghostbusters, the, uh, Ray Parker Jr. was sued for writing that song because it sounded too much like Huey Lewis and the News's um, I Want a New Drug. Hmm. So in the 80s, they were sued and they lost. Wow, so I didn't Huey know Lewis that. lost or Ray Parker lost? No, Ray lost. Parker lost. So he had to sure. pay, he had, wait, pay so all the Ghostbusters money went to Huey Lewis? I'm not saying all of it, but he probably had to pay royalties. Jesus. So if you get a chance, listen to those two songs side by side, and there are some similarities. I had a friend who met Huey Lewis in an airport in Australia. Really? No. <laughs> he was real nice. He took a photo. He was sang cruising with Gwyneth Paltrow. They were drinking Ecto Cooler. And <laughs> yeah. But you know why? Because Huey Lewis believes in love. Yeah. He does. He really does. It's somebody, not even a question somebody, with him. Somebody told, me who, somebody told me who was around in the 80s that- um, I feel like that's in your range. Huey, Huey Lewis? <laughs> <clears throat> it would be if I wasn't under the weather today. No, that sounded good. That sounded like a truck backing up. Do that again. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. On. Uh, on to the next thing. You filter. sound like the mom from Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you sound like. Ma Fratelli. Owen! <laughs> anyway, that was like my the mom fun from the Goonies. Try to, right. try to it was. She note. was the mom from the Goonies, too. Ah, okay. yeah. Jimmy, you'll be able to hit that note in like 20 minutes. <laughs> It's a little bit better. The window just shattered. You're a little off. I hear the wind again. Yeah, the wind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After Paul Feig, Feig. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say that wrong for the rest of my life. Uh, We we have uh, some photos from uh, Hamlet at the uh, Scranton Cultural Center. Did you go? uh, I didn't didn't get a chance, but uh, our photographer said it was really good. Cool. And uh, we also have photos from uh, the Idol Kings a few weeks before at the Scranton Cultural Center as well. Uh, and we also, uh, we, we, I just threw this up a uh, quick last week and a lot of people uh, were talking about it just cause I thought it was interesting. Uh, uh, there's a, a camp bonfire that is offering a summer camp for adults in the Poconos. That sounds dirty. I saw a commercial for that. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I, Do you I, not like clothes, but like fire? I, I just happened to see something about it, and I was like, oh, that'd make a neat quick uh, post. So I just threw up a quick blog post about it, and uh, and a lot of people were sharing it around and talking about it. So I thought it was I'm interesting. Not, I'm not sure that Do I'm the dem- I never went to camp Are as you a an child. Adult? <laughs> so I'm kind of curious what the camp experience might you be watch like. Gladiator well, es- essentially, they, have, they offer all the kinds yeah, of things that you would get, everything from canoeing to uh, hiking to uh, archery what? you know all that kind of stuff and they have counselors there that that do all that kind of thing and then at night you know the you counselors have, <laughs> they're all every, octogenarians everyone everyone is adults they're all like 20 to 30 something be it's supposed wait, to wait, be wait, more wait. a little if the kids are were there, counselors are there girl bunks and boy bunks uh as uh, I'm, I'm not sure i don't know i mean that might be kind of fun It'd be cool if you flipped it and little kids were the, got to be the counselors yeah. and then they had yeah. to tell the adults what to do. That'd be a great idea. It's a movie script right there. Jimmy already wrote it and saw it in his mind. <laughs> Jimmy's watching it right now. <laughs> Jimmy's a- <laughs> He's looking up adult camp rates. Well, oh See, that's God. why like when you were saying before that I don't always get to you. You might ask something like the best thing is just kind of wait a little while. Yeah. I'm usually watching things in my my mind. Yeah, I have a lot of films. Th- on. I would I love to. I would love to have the, a seat in the theater of your mind. I don't know how long you'd last. I I would definitely be entertained. What was that? What was that movie with? Uh, Being John Malkovich. Mm-mm. Um, what hot American summer? That's all I can think about when I read yes. that article. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought of, I thought of sleepaway Where? camp. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There you That's go. That's where you went. That's where I went. All right. Nice. 
That's brutal. Yeah, that's especially the ending. It's you know, pretty unexpected. You think about it. Oh, now that Did that image watch? is burned in my brain again. You ever watch the whole box set? Oh yeah, I have it. What do you mean? There's a box. There's like oh, because there's like sleep, Sleepaway Camp Forty Eight. Yeah. Well, there's what five? Five. Five. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even watch one of them. Good for me. Ooh. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I really don't. Sorry. You are. I did. I did watch all the Twilights. So. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I watch. Okay, so. Pff, eh, eh. So I watched the first Twilight to see what the hell it was all about. Then I watched the second Twilight because I was like, "Good God, can this get better?" And then it didn't. And then I thought that I was already invested in it, so I had to finish out. I have a problem now because I'm on this weird like discovering more music thing. Yes, back in to what bins. you bought in yeah. the no, bargain bin. That's not going to happen. But I discovered the song. Damn it! I discovered the song that I really like. Uh, just randomly through my internet perusings, and it turns out it was on the Twilight soundtrack. So I'm kind of embarrassed to was like it. Was it Muse? No. Oh, what was it? It's called uh, "Flightless Bird, American Mouth." <laughs> it's it's a nice song. That was the second choice for Tom's album, "Flightless Bird, <laughs> bird American Mouth." All right. Yes. Say it's that, like um, say that in a British accent. Those things that you, those magnets you buy for your refrigerator, you just took a handful of them and threw them in. Yeah, I think it came, right. <laughs> it came up on the Paper Chase this? channel. Uh, I don't know why. An upside down what? And you bought? You bought that? The, no, I did not buy that. You didn't purchase? No, I didn't purchase that. I did. I what did was get, in the what was in the the bargain bin? Please. No. Why? How many? How I did many purchases? Per- How many items were did you buy in the bargain bin? I bought two. Two. Okay. For a grand total of. A dollar fifty. Okay, and you won't say what they are. No, we can't convince you to tell us what you bought at the bargain bin. No, but I did buy the new. We're not uh, going to judge you. I'm just no. serious. You say, you say Sia, Sia. It's Sia. I've been yeah. saying Sia for forever. No, it's Sia. It's Sia. Yeah, I bought her new album. It's good. It is good. She's really talented. I love her. If and you if, if you she, tell me what you bought, I'll tell you the the craziest album I ever bought. And I went out of my way to buy it. The first album I ever bought in my life. No, 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 Don't try to switch. <laughs> Do the bargain bin because I want to know what the one he went out of his way for is. So what so else I'm only is going telling on? Lauren, you're taking yeah. I went on eBay on and sniffed this one out. Okay, if you tell us what you bought in the bargain bin, Jimmy Reynolds will sing a well-known song by whatever artist. That is that you bought. There, that's the deal. Ready, Jimmy? So you say what you bought and then we and then we get and then we. I want to know what album it was that he did. I mean, did you desperately seek it out? <sighs> it was more of a novelty. I don't know what that means. It was like, I, like I, how, just, what I, I meant I was, was how hard did you look I, for I it? got a, a track as a free sample and I was curious to see what else was on the album. So okay, Lauren, what, what did you buy? This was like 15 years what later. Two Sarah McLaughlin albums. Oh, I'm not, that's all right. It's okay. fine. Jeez. But I already put those on those dog commercials. Wait, yeah. did you get the one uh, where she's on the cover, like at the piano? It's mostly like a black cover. Surfacing. It's a brilliant album. It's great. I, I also love got it. fumbling towards every ecstasy. track. Is I had the albums when I was younger. I just how were you ashamed of that? I don't. I don't for know. For a dollar fifty. It was for a dollar. Yeah. It was a pretty good deal. I paid thirteen. <laughs> Two weeks <laughs> <On> ago. <purpose>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For on Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Hmm. Her album. That album's amazing. Plus, she introduced me to Lilith Fair. Which I didn't understand until I went up there, and I'm like, "There's a lot of women kissing." Mm. It's it's a fest. It's a. a I went to the one where um, it was the very first one where it was like Sarah McLaughlin, uh, uh, Liz Fair. I think she was there. Melissa pa- Etheridge, Paula Cole, uh, mm. Jewel. They were all at Montage. It was awesome. It was great. Paula great Cole time. doesn't shave her armpits. We all know that. I think uh, I saw that in a music video of hers once. 
Think. So no one told you. You just witnessed it. You're like, how is How could I team? not? It was like plastered across my television screen. So you know, what was for, the album? For most of human existence, it was, um, they didn't. That's true. It was Shaquille O'Neal's rap right. CD. No, you didn't. Shaq Fu. Really? <laughs> Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Is that yeah, make him shake, make him shiver. <laughs> they came with the shit. There was a. There Wait, was what a, was the song that his name was Shaq Diesel? Shaq Diesel, yeah. Came with Shaq Fu for Sega, and I was like, wow, this which is was a, still this considered is, one of the worst video games. This ever. was a terrible video game. This yeah. is a bundled with a terrible single. What's the rest of the album like? And it was just a curiosity thing where I had to buy it. It was it met every expectation. See, don't you feel so much better, Lauren? A little bit. Yeah. I wish I'd found Saul Williams in the in the area though. They didn't have any. That's it actually it was so bad it actually made people buy more copies of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what bargain bins are for. I grew up you know what I grew up on? I grew up on like yes and me Wang too. Chung. I grew up on all Boston. classic rock. And then my mom turned me on to Teen, Tina Turner when Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome came out. She, I, I don't need ooh. another hero. Yeah, I just know she did some music with Brian Adams. That's the only reason why I know Tina Turner. <laughs> That's awful. What are you talking about? She's been around forever. Right, but it's not until Brian, Brian Adams, Adams came along that she's like validated for me. What did they do together? Uh, um, it was oh, a good tune. Um... It ain't love, right? Yes. What do you want in the water? It ain't love, baby. It's only love. It's only love. It's only love. I love how you said, it ain't love. Like you were upset. Jimmy sometimes vocalizes. I thought it was for all those years. picked it and then you were all of a sudden disappointed that you were able to reach that. I thought it was love until Brian Adams told me it wasn't. Yeah. So Jimmy, Jimmy likes to vocalize his inner emotions. When I saw Brian Adams last year um, in concert. At the Kirby? At the Kirby Acoustic. He actually did that song and he did it without Tina Turner. And it was like, he 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 did a great job of it though. Like he, re- he re- reworked it so that he didn't need her. And he, he did it all by himself. Just like Ike. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Adams too cannot harness the conference call. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. I got, I got Tina Turner on here. Hold on. All right, Tina. He needs to get his hands on that hologram technology. She's yeah. still Tupac. alive. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do a hologram. Tupac and alive. um, who's the latest one they did? Uh, I don't know. Biggie. Easy E. Oh, it was Easy E, wasn't was it? Easy E. Yeah. During the elections, they had the guy from Black- Will, Will I Am yes. on CNN as a hologram. Oh. That, that was, was that really was re- cool. It was it was creepy. Um, I don't know why they just did. I didn't like Will I Am as a person. They, no, but they had him as a hologram. hologram. Yeah, Coachella. I prefer, I prefer him as a hologram. Yeah, I Co- mean, if I had a choice, because I can turn him off. And who names her? Who, who can walk her, through him? Your name is William. <laughs> Let's put periods in it and make it Will I Am. That doesn't make um, any sense. Yeah, Coachella, when they, Tupac was the first one they ever did that technology with. And I watched a really cool behind the scenes where they, there was no, because, wait, was it? Uh, Tupac was killed in 97 and Coachella started in 99, I think, or something like that. So there was no audio recording of Tupac saying Coachella. So they went through archives of um, Tupac's even dialogue and everything, just like um, interviews. And they they had to find each syllable and put it together and edit it. So and that's how the new Coachella. CD was made, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Remember that? Everyone thought like Tupac can't be dead. He's no, he is still albums. alive because I think he's coming out with a new album this year. <laughs> he and Biggie were collaborating, I think. Yeah. Jim Morrison Too and Adolf soon. Hitler. 
Too soon. Jesus. Too soon. What was that? Hitler plays the tambourine. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Jimmy's lost his mind. That's a pretty good name <laughs> no, for a band, uh, too. No, like it's like for a while after Tupac and Biggie died, it was like there was like I think they have the most posthumous albums out of any artist ever. The Machiavelli. Machiavelli, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to come or back Machiavelli. to life. Machiavelli. But then people are going through it, like trying to figure out. That's the new Matt. That's the new operating system from Apple, isn't it? Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Or that's yeah. the old one before <gasps> Yosemite. Is it modeled off of Florentine merchants? I don't even know what that is. Machiavelli was like some person a long time ago that faked his death and came back to life. A and that's person. what Tupac is doing. I don't know. They're a family. Machiavelli? They were right, but there's one specific person that died or faked his death and came Steve. back to life 14 years later or something Steve like Machiavelli that. Steve Machiavelli from Troop. <laughs> I've researched the conspiracy theory surrounding Tupac. Oh, <laughs> go figure you and conspiracy theory. He's a mate, Jimmy. It's He's living mate. down in Cuba. Yeah. With his sister. Yeah. Cheer food. Where did Lauren go? She gave up. She she actually melted into the <laughs> shit. No, seriously, couch. if you get a chance. Q hologram. Type in <laughs> Type in Tupac Cuba sister. It tells you everything there is. No. Yeah, that's not going to go back is, on a is, is, is Ernest Hemingway still there too? Yeah, he's no. serving the Mai Tais. Oh. No, he, yeah. he's looking for U-boats. He's hanging with uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh my God, Rich, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, we we uh, since we're on the subject of music and we have a musician in our presence, maybe oh, we should talk geez. to him about oh, stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I really want to talk about Tom's poncho because it's really yes, it's oh. really nice. It's it looks super warm. Thank you. I'm cozy. Yeah, and I'm I'm really jealous actually. Well, well, I told you Snuggie. that. Maybe we walked in. I said, it looks great. Yeah, it's it's cozy. Um, kind of looks like point. a blanket, but I'm comfortable. But, and it was a gift. It was a Christmas gift, and from I always wife, wanted right? one. Always it, wanted it's one. a step up from a snuggie, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can. It's. You can just kind of hide in crowds. Where do you get one of those? Uh, this was special, special order. I want one. Plus, Jimmy, I feel like, like too, my birthday's coming in July. It would look great okay. if you had like a gun and you could just draw it from like <laughs> underneath <laughs> and stuff because nobody'd see it coming. You do. It, there's a little Eastwood there, right? Yeah. I like there's that. There's a little man without what uh, the man without a name. That was his spaghetti western name for like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And instead, right. for me, it's like this. <laughs> The Man with No Name Trilogy, I believe it was my call referred to. <laughs> so, uh, Quick draw on the water bottle. Yeah. So Just, you have a new album, which uh, we have right here, which has a really cool cover. Uh, if you can see this on the camera, uh, it's called Underneath a Rusting Roof. And uh, it looks more like, the, uh, like a DVD cover, really, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. It's uh, not the same size, though, is it? Yes, it is. Is it? Okay. Uh, now, uh, uh, you, you started this a number of years ago. Yes. And then, uh, you know, other stuff came along mm -hmm. and you had to kind of come back to it later. So, uh, so uh, how, did, how did you get started with it? And then, uh, you know, why, why did it take so long to, to come out now? I think maybe um, eight of the songs were finished and I had been thinking about going back into the studio to record a record and I actually met up with Marky. Marky was telling me about this guy who was recording music and I, I think that you just um recorded the john smith oh paint my masterpiece uh, yeah yep yeah and oh, we, he just time hopped a picture from that time period on his facebook wall ironically last week and yeah you played me a copy of that and I, I love the way that it sounded and um i think you came out to see me play and, and mm -hmm. you and i hit it off and yeah 
Next thing we know, we're at your parents' house. Um, yeah. Demoed a couple tracks. And then from there, we we, we did a lot more work. I, I didn't, <laughs> years, I didn't, years really, of I didn't know oh what God. we were about. I didn't know what we were doing when we first met. No, yeah. I think like, we I was just, like, am I just recording a few demos for this guy? Or yeah. I'm like, well, do I have any input here? The thing or, about Jimmy, like Jimmy doesn't like to ask questions. He just does. Well, I think that it, it initially it was, I think we're kind of feeling each other out what we wanted to do. And then the ball kind of rolled and these songs were developing and kind of got a life of their own. And then, uh, you know, we both became really busy doing other things. We'd always come back to it. And that was the the best thing is that I, that I knew that Jimmy was into the project. So he, he wasn't on a time frame, and I, and I wasn't on any kind of schedule whatsoever. So I think that was a major strength of the record yeah. was that no we were, time frame. Well, there wasn't, there really wasn't. We have nothing yeah. to worry about. Whatever we and feel I, like I, it. I, there I actually mean, wasn't a time frame until I like know. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, I gotta, I guess I gotta well, put this out. Well, yeah, we got a date set with the mastering mm-hmm. house, so we got to have it out. That's right. Yeah, we had, <laughs> that's right. We had a date set that we had to keep. That was pretty mastering. much what got it finished. I think mm-hmm. because we always was an outside source was like, this is when I can take it. So you guys have it done. We're like, oh, you <laughs> should probably get this finished. Um, yeah. But there's actually two tracks, two or three tracks. There's three tracks in there that are from our first session, one take, and nothing else was done with it. And that was wow. years ago. Yeah, it was the, the what three was acoustic 2009? No, 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 no. Two, it, it, 2000, it had to be 2011. No. Yeah. No. Because I because I got sober in August of 2010. So it might have been 2010. It might have been late 2010. Some early. You were hitting the sauce when we started this. Was I? Maybe I was hitting the sauce. I don't. I think you were because that's why you don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) No, at that time, believe it or not, believe it or not, my memory gets worse the sober. Right at, at that time, I just moved all my my gear into my parents because my parents were living downstairs and my well, the upstairs apartment was, I pretty much had the run of the place and I just mm-hmm. moved all my audio gear in there. I think like early, early of 2000, early, like maybe January, February of 2010, I was just getting it all running. And that was when I first met you. Jimmy, maybe I, uh, you know what? I guess 2009 right. into 2010 is when I met you, when you did the video editing pieces for all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Okay. And then. I kind of like we didn't. I didn't really run into you after that for a little Me while. Me or Tom? You, you, and until, then until and then no. You, but then when, that, did, when did we finally run back into each other? Oh, Fat Tuesday. <laughs> this is when I knew Jimmy was going to be the love of my life. <laughs> was he? You drinking Reynolds? hardware bar? Drinking Reynolds? Hardware oh, bar. Oh my god! Mark just got his camera and he's like, mm. "I'm going to take a couple pictures." Here's half of the push. He gave me an out as a CD and it says to the PU. Half of the push, and it was all my photos from Fat Tuesday. But around that time, we started talking about music because he was into film, I was into music, obviously, and recording. So we started merging our our interests, and then that's when he's Mark was like, "Yeah, I have a, I have a good friend Tom that might be interested in working with you." And that's when you first started coming over. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the first couple times we were demoing things, but I wasn't really sure what my role was. If God, I'm we must have went to a gig at Jay's or something. He, your your role was. Kind of limited because we, I mean, we would record something and then we'd hear like a, a truck go by and the horn would beep. We'd be like, "Son of a bitch!" 
Yes, like. Oh. And then we used to, yeah, we have to do takes. Remember, we have to do takes in between the air. Yeah, conditioner? and I'd be like listening for a Colts bus driving by. Well, Tom. Okay. All right. And I think we would do now. a take and I'd be like almost completely finished and the air conditioner unit would kick on because like, my parents live right down the street <laughs> yeah, from the uh, me. the fire department. So like yeah. if somebody was on call, you'd hear sirens, you'd yeah. hear ambulances, you'd hear trucks going by or train horns going off in the background. And how did how did Tom, how did you not go like what the fuck is this? Well, no, it's great because like you know, <laughs> and then also Tom, make sure you stand right here in the room because if you stand over here, the, the floorboard might creak while yep. you're putting the vocal <laughs> part down. It was great though. Like I mean, it's, sure, that's that's recording at and its then most. Two sweaty crude. dudes would would come out of this house from being upstairs, and and your dad would be outside and you'd be like. What's up, guys? <laughs> because we always had headphones on, so we'd be like, like shouting and singing and whatever. Yeah, so we'd, we'd go out and have a conversation outside, and it'd be like, I think that sounded pretty good. <laughs> Other people just hearing us shouting into yeah. a mic, but not without any without any context around it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Talking about like tracks and takes, and your neighbors are like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then, then eventually we, we started the project back up again when I moved to East Mountain. Sure. Yeah. And I had a very small setup. It was literally my laptop, mm-hmm. my interface, and two pairs of headphones and a microphone. And my landlord was uh, she came down. <laughs> Jenny, uh, what, what you guys? What were you guys doing up down there? No, before? do you remember what we did that day? We did all the harmonies for, for the first track. Yeah, it was for. Um, so we're like, bah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we're, we're, over and over again. We we're like, hours. we need Beach Boys style <laughs> harmonies here. So we were like, just shouting. No, Tom, a little bit back away from the mic a little bit. Oh, you were off, you were off key. Okay, I was off key. Uh, Tom, just no. just shout. You should shout louder and away from the microphone. Don't worry, don't worry. They'll they'll understand upstairs. <laughs> and then they'd it. be like, uh, Jimmy, I don't know what was going on at your place yeah, yesterday. Jimmy, we, what but, are you um, doing down there? I don't know, but that bah, Joe was trying to sleep upstairs. <laughs> he, he just got home from work. No, they were great. They didn't. Yeah. No, but it was like a cat in a heater. Yeah. There was we, so like even for my life. We owe them a copy. <laughs> for my life personally, it like it took since it spanned for a little while. I mean, there's different chapters to it. Sure. From when we started to when we concluded. And the same thing for you. Well, yeah, but there was also I think the biggest thing for me was kind of um, learning how to interact with Jimmy. Um <laughs> No, because you're. I know you mean that in the nicest way possible. Sure, I mean we would, <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's it's tough. You're you're sharing your art with someone, and then, um, I wanted him to contribute ideas back and forth, and and there are times that things just didn't work, or times that we just scrapped stuff. And it, it takes a lot to to know if if the other person's ego is to the side or not mm-hmm. because we got to a point where like he would come up with an idea or I'd come up with an idea and we were able to just laugh at certain things that didn't work nothing was ever taken personally and it, we we both were mutually um in agreement that whatever we said to each other was for the betterment of the song i think i told him at one point i said now when i ask you to do something i'm saying please in my mind but to save us time just <laughs> just do it just fucking turn that up turn that down pan that over there and you know back and forth there's there's times we've spent hours on just stuff that didn't make it and it right and it's hilarious just like, stuff. my heart thought it would work but my mind just <laughs> said no can we, can we get an album of just that uh, oh i would love it no i would not that will never happen no, but seriously, there were there were times when we would finish up our recording session and we would just literally be leaving with I would I would be leaving with a huge smile on my face because we just laughed our asses off. Like even up until when you finish the album here, I think one of the 
the parts where you're like, we need something in the middle of the song. What is it? And I tried to convert what we already had into an accordion part, and it just <laughs> sounded like somebody. Oh my god! Somebody like somebody just jumped down the steps trying to ride an accordion. But I'm, I'm, but I mean, it's you know, it's essentially it's it's my record. They're my songs, and he's you know, this this could work, and it's, it's a <laughs> sometimes they will work. And sometimes I know sometimes they it wouldn't. would. But I remember that you were like fighting it that finding it that night you're like i'm gonna get this to work this is gonna sound amazing and <laughs> like two and a half hours later we're like fuck the accordion yeah there's no <laughs> way accordion. we are gonna have this on here well i mean it is a it's a solo album but you have a lot of different instruments on there i mean there's sure, a yeah. good good mix of stuff on there and i think that we um kind of let's see there was some tracks in there just um you know bass drums guitar but we really modded the sound of of the the bass in the guitar and a, a lot we had socks mm -hmm. over the yeah <laughs> over yeah the whatever bass. even even if something was a computer generated sound we would mm -hmm. take it and sometimes destroy the sound just to make it sound more natural or make it work for the track and then we were um, mixing the record at uh, Windmill Studios in Mount Cobb with Eric Ritter he was asked his questions about one of the the bass tracks and. And you and I just started giggling. We we're like, "Yeah, that's like a Rickenbacker." We were—that's exactly a... what we were going for. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he was like, "What is that?" What? <laughs> I mean, it, it Jim, sounds like then, a bass. And then you know, Jimmy threw out something that I—I I was like, "Yeah, whatever." You know whatever those? He said. You know those things you use to polish your shoes? Like, like it's um—it's just like that oil, oily thing you run over your your dress shoes before shoe you shoe polish. Not really shoe polish. It's just like a clear. It doesn't put any color. It's just like armor. Machine. Yeah, it's kind of like an armor all thing. Well, I, I at the no, time I, I cut I cut one of those applicator foam pieces and jammed it in between the bass strings to get the the thudded sound. And, and did he did he like it or did he or was he like this is crazy? No, no, he just he's the sound guy, so he wants to know. Um, he hears sounds for a living. He hears sounds differently than than anyone i've ever met right same way here if i hear something like what is that how'd you get it it wasn't sure. it wasn't good or bad it was just like what am i hearing here yeah he was like what the <laughs> hell and is especially that? out of context the track wasn't labeled it was <laughs> i think we had like like double e on there he's like what the hell is this <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> yeah and Isolated out of, out of context out. <laughs> that's the thing like when you listen to a multi-track that's why i love listening to them because mm -hmm. as a whole the song sounds a certain way but when you take instruments out of context it sounds like that'll never work on its own but it works perfectly with the song and i think that's that's what we were going after we weren't just going for out of the box stock sounds we were trying to tailor our own thing to make it unique and for the song too mm -hmm. we spent what was it? We spent like a, almost a week on the intro to the one song because the organ had to fade in just right with so, the right overtones. Yeah, fifteen point four seconds or something like that. Yeah, we we dialed the. You sound. spent a week on fifteen. Well, just like seconds. I mean, we left About. the session, but like listening to it and coming back and working on things, yep. just because it had to fade up at the right time, it had to have the right overtones in it because we could have just clicked on B four organ, let it fade up. But no, we wanted to make sure everything that you hear on there has been meticulously come through and it's there for a reason i can't wow. believe it's done <laughs> i can't believe it's finished yeah so when people are like oh so when's your next record coming out i'm like Dill. shut up just let me enjoy this for a while Let's it's not even out in yet. this one for a while yes please, please well there was a there was a good gap between uh, your last album and this one mm -hmm. uh when, when the last one come out 2007 okay yeah so 
So it's, uh, have, have you played a lot of these songs out already? Do a lot of people know these songs, no, or is this I've relatively new? Probably j- maybe four I've done, maybe four okay. or five. So um, I actually spent the day yesterday with a guitar player named Justin Mazur. Um, we're playing some shows with uh, Bill Warner on drums and um, trying to learn the songs because <laughs> you know live versions and studio, it's going to be different. So sure, it's been a while, different keys and things like that. Well, one of the things I noticed uh, when listening to it uh, the last couple times that I I, I kind of uh, just listened to the whole album, uh, a lot of the solo albums are are usually uh, these like very uh, deeply personal songs that uh, are very you know a lot of it's very straightforward. Uh, I think this was more heady. Like there's there's a lot like uh, the the songs feel a lot deeper, and uh, and there's it's not necessarily like it doesn't feel like all the songs are about you and your personal life. Like right. there's a lot of other things about going Jimmy. on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jimmy is the bird on the cover. So, uh, so, or at so, least a representation of it. So, so where did some of these songs come from then? I think mostly um, as a writer, I always liked the idea of, of creating characters and situations that aren't necessarily have to do anything with me and in crafting words that, that sound musical to go along with music. And I just really made a conscious effort to to make the record as a whole flow in, in that kind of artistic way and to leave it open into interpretation, which those are some of my favorite records. It's just everyone can take something from it. And there's nothing too direct there. But if something strikes a chord in someone, then they all strike a chord with me. Then my job is done. That's something interesting, though, because I never really asked you anything about the meanings of the songs. I just <laughs> no, seriously, because I was just had my ear to them in a technical sense the whole sure. time. I never really said, like, I I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of assumed some of it was autobiographical, but I never really asked you, is this you or is it? A it's character? not your place, Jim. No, I know it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was know your place, into, Reynolds. Yeah, and turn another thing too. Turn that, <laughs> but it, turn my knob. I, w- I was going to ask that, Jim, because uh, because it's, pr- it's really important to note that because I, I think uh, it would affect how you go into and approach the song. I think if you knew, okay, this is what it's about and whatever, maybe you're thinking a little bit more about, okay, how do I make that into a sound? Right. You know, right. how do I transfer the meaning in, into a sound? But you weren't really thinking that way, which is interesting. No. Yeah, my and my, that goes back to my whole approach of mixing and recording recording just on a basic level and it sounds crazy but I, I growing up I can never hear words in music and I don't know if it's because I don't know how to listen for them but to me it, music is always too loud and I can't hear what people are saying so literally the only way to um, to figure it out is if I get like an isolated track or if I read along while the song is playing and I, I don't know if it's again because I, I I feel like I focus so much on the music that I get distracted and I can't focus on the words. I listen more what's going on musically. So when I approach a mix and even when I write my own songs, I focus all on the music first and the vocal to me is just a singular, um, what's it called when it's one note monophonic or something? Um, it's just, it's just a singular instrument, the vocal. It doesn't really matter what it's saying. It's just the melody line and a, a, another layer on top of all the other instruments to me. Yeah, but there's two different schools of thought on that. Like, when you, right? But they, that's, they, yeah, but like when you, there's some people who are like totally like lyrics make the song. The lyrics make the song, but, but me sure. personally, in my I'm a, mind, I'm a music I, guy. I go with and, and I and because of that, I've noticed that I have a tendency sometimes to mix my vocals a little bit louder because I can't hear them, even in my own music. Even if I do things to go in and 
make sure they 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 stand out. It's just like I said, I don't know if it's a psychological thing where the music always just distracts me, but but also like the songs, the, the lyrics were already done. Everything was already right. finished, and right? The, and the whole makeup of the song was i'd say probably 90 percent there we didn't really change the the structure no of, no structure was pretty much like that's how we would record it you'd go in with your your guitar and a, a vocal mm -hmm. and we would figure out what's the beats per minute and this is pretty much the the standard procedure for all the songs and we would figure out the beats per minute he'd go and record them basically in the same take mm -hmm. so a lot of times we couldn't use um either element because the guitar would be pretty much a direct line and your vocal track would be have bleed on it from the guitar right. that's why those few songs that did make the final album they had to be perfect in performance wise because you couldn't go back and tweak anything and there were no uh there wasn't an ambulance or the air right it just, just happened at the right time <laughs> yeah. we're going that. with that one because nothing ruined it yeah let's, let's <laughs> add that part in there no but it's that's that was my approach to it so that's why we would put that down as a skeleton and then i don't know like even though i don't listen to words or not that much. I, I kind of just can, can see something in my mind when I'm listening to it. And I just build a song around it or texture. You well, know? I think working with you with, you know, making these songs the way that they are. I think that if you were to ask me about the lyrics when we were recording, I'd be like, like, shit. He wants to like. <laughs> Really, he wants to really think about he it. He wants to peel back the layers. Um, but you never did. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of. um just more we, in my mind, like a technical and mm -hmm. what did I see? What did you see? And then yeah, bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah. You were great to work with. What was it like working with Jimmy? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It's great. I mean, it was, oh, it, we're both so busy and, and, um, you know, he's, he's Jimmy. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> some, some things worked and, and, um, you know, there was never any frustration. We never, ne we didn't get frustrated. Never. You never had to raise your voice at me. <laughs> That's, oh how Jimmy Gage Yet. That's how Jimmy Gage is. Yet. No, but you I mean, we always felt me. satisfied. I always felt satisfied. Hey, all right. And if we if we were stuck on something, I'm not going to say that we we couldn't do something because we would always make something work. But if we sure. were at a point where we were stuck, neither one of us were was ever afraid to say, let's, let's, let's just think about this for a little we, while. <laughs> we did leave one time. Uh, there was, we were talking about this before, there was this humongous thunderstorm. Oh. And you could hear it. You can hear it hitting the, the roof. Like was it, it was here. this on East Mountain or was this here? Here. here. This past summer. And you, we actually heard something outside when we were in that room. Yeah, it was like August or, and or July. And Jimmy freaked out. He was like, we need to shut everything off. I unplugged my gear from the wall. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't even trust if, if lightning hits this building and comes to the outlets i'm screwed here so then we, we went over to cooper's of course this is the only time we did this we had a, a the only time they bonded we had <laughs> literally it's the only time business. we had like a couple beers i think we had a, yeah um the what the habanero that was the worst drink anybody ever suggested to me it was the mango it was a habanero, habanero beer and i already have indigestion as it is and it was literally like drinking my own heartburn it turned it was heartburn before it even entered my own mouth and tom was like no, this is great. I was like, oh, if it's that great, you can have the rest of it too. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I had that other one, that Old Bay beer, which was phenomenal. Yeah, that it was had good. Old Bay around the the rim. So then we came back here and we um, we plugged everything back in, and we we recorded Barbara Allen. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. That's the only thing we were ever recorded with a couple beers, which was fun because that's an old traditional mm-hmm. um, English tune. Yeah, and um, storm had to subsided at that time. <laughs> your your hard drive got fried oh. that night. <sighs> yeah, it was scary. So we thought <laughs> I thought I lost the whole record because we had like like three beers. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, he got to be kidding. The gods me. threw lightning bolts down at us, and what what happened with the hard drive? It, I mean. <sighs> The the uh where where it goes from the USB cord into the hard drive itself, it gets loose sometimes. And if it if it falls out without you ejecting the hard drive properly, then it you have to repair the disc before you can make it found again. But I didn't know that yet, so I was like sweating bullets. No, Tom, it's okay. It's all right. It'll be. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a little technical error. Yeah, just yeah. Five Go years. get another habanero. Five years of your life. Yeah. No. So no, I keep multiple copies, so we'd only be set back about a year or two. <laughs> So fast forward a couple of months and, and uh, my wife's like, um, she tells me, she said, someone was talking about you the other day in, in the new record. And I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Like the buzz is out there. She said, yeah, the bartender at Cooper's said that you were recording the new record and you're the only person who can drink three of those really hot beers. At <laughs> and she would tell everyone, they're like, oh, this is terrible. She'd be like, well, Tom Graham drank three of those. <laughs> Like, thank you. Three and a half. Before he ate wings. <laughs> yeah. Was that the key to your vocals on this album? Uh, that, no, no. We haven't done that since. That was Yeah, that was that was a rough one. It was that bad? We, well, we were gonna call it, it a It was night. laughable. It was hilarious. What, the beer or the storm? Both. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, that beer was the storm oh. was insane. No, I was the beer was insane. Yeah, then we came back here, the storm subsided, and that's why earlier before we started the show, Tom wanted a little bit of an ambiance. In there, because oh, yeah, that's what he did. Never... He set he set the lighting perfect. I had my lighting in here. How I is like this it. for Barbara Allen? Yeah, yeah. And then we we just recorded. I think it was like a take or two, two at the most. Mm-hmm. Do you have like some incense and a back rub too? Like, well, if you was... listen to that song, there's just a uh, like a droning one note organ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this whole like. I had the headphones on here. The lights are down low, and it's just me and rising almost. <laughs> me and Jimmy. It's incredibly intimate. <laughs> Three habaneros deep, <laughs> and an old singing, bay singing yeah. songs of the old olden times. Uh, yeah. yeah no, what made you choose that song? Um, I had heard versions of it um, by different artists, and it's just something that I I really liked the the whole story of it. And the the lyrics actually changed from version to version too. So. I just um, love that whole imagery of of love and then love not returned and then it being too late and then they're both dead. <laughs> just Tragic. like Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that song is actually about yeah. Titanic. Is it really? No. Oh, okay. Because no. <laughs> I am gullible. One thing that I find interesting, though, because you would ask me like... Are you pointing to me? Yeah, you. Okay, good. So you'd be like, what's, you know, what's this song or what's that song or... Um, what's your favorite song? When when Mark tries, when anybody tries to talk to me, but mainly Mark, because we would he would use titles specifically. I always have a hard time figuring out what he's talking about because <laughs> the songs I've lived with the songs, but for about four years under working titles, and then when you when you find when I tweak them to to your to the new titles as we were right. working toward the end. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm still in my mind. They're all still the working titles. So when you mention a song, I don't know what you're talking about for the most part. But the one that happened with the storm, Jim. Yeah, that one obviously. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, that that's something. Another that weird thing that like that one. I never experienced that ever. No, because I because I said to him, though. I said 
Um, because when you were you were ramping up, um, people run for miles. All the stuff, you know, like the promotion stuff and getting ready to do pressings and blah blah blah. Like I would ask him, I'd say, you know, what's your favorite song? And he'd go, I, I Commonwealth. Have, I have no idea. Commonwealth. That's not even on there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's people run for miles. So that's. I mean, it's weird. There's like a disconnect. But it's. I like it because I know. I know more about the album than. Most people. Most people will. They don't know what that even means. <laughs> he knows more about the, the record than I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to I say, found. Tom which has the most sensitive hearing ever. Oh, thank you. Like, there'd be a full track playing, <laughs> and he'd come back with the notes, and you are the most organized person as well, because he, w- he would come back with notes and just say, like, you know, at this Isn't that here, nice? Oh, it's great, because it's like, but I remember, like... There was one song in particular, like there was a piece of a take missing and I it, it, it slipped past me for mm-hmm. for a long time. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then Tom was like, no, open the project. Yep. Okay, go to the vocal track. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, there's a little piece of something. On, there's a little piece of another wave covering over part of the track that like. And then I he, even... he get real quiet and go, oh, okay, uh, so yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Jimmy, go back there. No, I want you to see what, what was missing. Tom is very meticulous and very detailed, and that's one great thing that made it a pleasure to work with you. Because not only not only do we like have fun, no, not only did we have fun working on creating sounds together. You know, if there wasn't, if there was something that we disagreed on or something was wrong, he knew exactly where it was and why it wasn't working, and then we would go in and fix it, even if it was recorded four years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's like you got a, a little slice in the back of your hand. No one else is going to know us, but you're like, wait a minute. Well, we, and the, the, my <laughs> justification is we've already spent three years on it or four years. Why not get it right? You already have so much invested in it. It's already taken forever. No, 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 no. There's already so much. There's already so much invested in it. Why would you just <laughs> cut yourself short on a little yeah. click sound that shouldn't be there? That's how I look at it, you know? Well, I mean, and how many musicians, too, have that kind of sensitive hearing, too? Because I right. imagine, uh, you know, it's it's not as easy for a lot of bands to come in. Mm-hmm. They probably aren't experienced with that sort of thing, and they've never done that before. So they yeah. don't know, you know, uh, what sounds good or what doesn't. Or they might think something sounds great, mm-hmm. and, and you as a as an engineer are like, uh, no, you shouldn't right. be doing that, you know, that kind of thing. And like I was saying before, when we first started working together, I wasn't really sure what my role was. But I remember you gave me a couple of your prior albums when we were talking like technicalities of the albums. I knew I was going to I was in with somebody that knew what they were talking about because you were talking about reason and you were talking about some other programs that you use and different instruments. So I was like, okay, I could be a little (laughs) technical here, at least with you, you know. So if anyone out there wants a record done and for it to get slowed down a lot and have maybe six or seven years to work on something. Jimmy's the guy. Jimmy. Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm in there too. I'm in there Jimmy too. and Tom are the guy. Well, yeah. Remember, we'll help, remember, wait, remember we'll help you grow as an artist. We go we go out by the philosophy, do it right the first time. Remember Even if so it takes it. forever. Yeah. Remember when um and it was totally a joke. It wasn't a knock at you, but I was talking to Jimmy and I'm like, what's going on with Tom Graham's record? And Jimmy's like, I I don't know. I think we're gonna work on it more. He's like, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm like, so what does he think he's Brian Wilson making fucking smile? Like what's what's going on here? We're both guilty though. And then I mean, I, and I, then it dawned on me. It's like 
Oh, you had some horrible shit happen to you. Yeah, I think yeah. What, what, what first broke our momentum was when you um, injured your Achilles. Yeah, and that I, was I, that was a debilitating. Oh, that was injury. devastating. Yeah, I you never were there realized first that. Was, that. Oh, Jesus! I tore I tore my Achilles playing racquetball, and um, oh. it rolled up behind my knee. And oh, oh Lauren, I, I had oh. surgery and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty. It was, it that was, was the that was the most horrified face I've ever seen you make. It was great. Taught Tom a lesson: don't play racquetball. That's anymore. right. Fuck racquetball. Hope, so what they had? To, oh, there goes your racquetball sponsors, right? Sorry. So you <laughs> had to <laughs> fuck racquetball. Shit, especially the country club ones. What? So wait, so that it? You did you hear it snap? Yes. Have you ever been in a racquetball court? Yeah, where it's like do pow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you snap your Achilles it kind of sounds like plywood hitting the ground it's just wow. like a, but I heard it echo and I thought that um I actually thought that I, I broke my leg and when I and I actually thought that my buddy hit me with a racket because I dropped to the ground and when I um I felt my foot and there was it was just swollen and I couldn't walk and I just said take me to the hospital and I went to the hospital and they gave me some morphine and they said uh Mr. Graham uh, yeah, but it didn't because I think I was talking to you about it. You said to me like it initially, like it didn't hurt. Oh, it um, like probably in like shock, like, right? like no, it hurt. You heard it before you I felt heard it. it. I dropped. I felt a sting, and then um, yeah, I went to shock. I couldn't feel from my kneecap all the way down for Jesus. instantly, like probably like a minute in. So like one of those, you know, how like those uh, shades for your house that you pull down yeah, and you lock. Like, like that. that's what happened. You pulled it and it went. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So they had to they had to go in and pull it they back down. Pull it down, they stretch it, and then they sew it, tie it back up. I think they use like a balloon knot. No, they, <laughs> I don't know if that's that the was right that word. was another surgery. Time. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was yes. It was the balloon knot surgery I had. No, they used to uh, for that. Yeah, at Geisinger they call that the rusted sheriff's badge. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was in a um, a hard cast for a couple months, and I couldn't walk. How much you couldn't walk for like a year, right? Um, I couldn't walk. I mean, you could walk, but you like couldn't put like all your weight. No, I was on crutches. Your, what threw your legs off, on, then it threw your hip off. Then yeah, then I was on crutches for five months. I was walking with a cane for another couple months. Yeah, I was with you. <laughs> okay, so I went from crutches to a cane, and everyone was like, "Who the fuck does Tom Graham think he is walking yeah. around town with a cane?" <laughs> what's he <laughs> think? What, what's he think he's from Los Feliz? I'm and like, he's a hipster. He's working on a new album. Yeah. I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need this t- to move. Um, <laughs> But when I couldn't walk and I was sitting down and, and I was, you know, on a bunch of painkillers, I'd, I'd play the guitar and and listen to I was starting to listen to like old blues music and sit down. And I thought I was like this old blues player all of a sudden because I had to play shows. I had all these shows booked and I didn't cancel. I just needed someone to drive me there <laughs> and I would uh, someone to drive me there and to set yeah. my gear up. Yep. And I'd, I'd I'd hobble in on crutches, go right to the bar. Yes. Have a couple of drinks, play, yes. hobble back into the vehicle. Well, it, it, it wasn't an easy... Go, going out was a little bit more difficult than coming in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. but yeah, Tom are- Tom hit me up one day via face. I think, it was, I think it was a text message or Facebook. I don't remember. Well, back then it was the Facebook, I think. It was right? the... Yeah. It was right before uh, the social network. Um... <laughs> But uh, yes, it was. Tom Tom hit me up with one of those like, hey. Are you free? Yeah. What's going? What are you doing? What are you doing Saturday night? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, do you feel like taking me to Bloomsburg? 
And I'm like, I made a poster. Remember, I made. Yeah, a you made a poster with me on it, and, and uh, <laughs> I made him as um, Ryan Gosling in Drive. Yes, oh my God. but with so my would... fat fucking face <laughs> yeah, on it. His face on it. <laughs> the scorpion jacket and my like bloated, well, do you know sad the, face. You know the reason why I chose that show? Why is that? Remember, I used to drive home really late at night, and I oh, was, yeah. I, I knew Marky would be awake because we're both night owls. So I would be on the road and I'd call Marky. What's up? He's like, "What's up? Where are you?" I'm like. I have no idea. I'm just driving home right now. Blah, blah, blah. We talk, and um, there's a couple of times where I just kept meeting the same woman over and over again. Talk about Mark Dennebaum. You guys met at a casino. And I was like, what? Who the hell is this lady? Yeah, and she was there the night that you took me to, to uh, Berwick. But I never saw her. Yes, you did. I still don't remember. I know. She's forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> she's very forgettable. She was a psycho. Tom was She's like, you're from Scranton? And I was like, yeah, she doesn't know. Do you know Mark Adinabon? I'm like, oh, my God. Which freaked me I out because he, he didn't tell me that until we're on the way down. Like, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, oh, by I the hit, way. I hit 80 and he's like, there's this lady. There's this woman. Sa- who goes to casinos and says she knows you. And, and she'll like, be waiting for you. You met her. Right. Yeah. I don't. Rem- that's how that's how memorable. I feel awful. I feel awful that I don't remember. She was there when when uh, you drove me there. He, um, Tom. Tom would always be the guy that, like, at 4 a.m., my phone would ring. And, like, there's no good phone calls at 4 a.m. You know, like, if your phone rings at 4 a.m., you're like, the, your first answer is, like, who's dead? Right. And it's and I'd pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello? Because, like, I didn't know if you got, like, you know, you drive home at 4 a.m., like, you, you know, you play a gig, <laughs> start- you might get in a car accident, you might be, like, bail me out of jail, like. Yeah. And it was always, like, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Marky, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> I'll call you when I'm home. Yep. I'll let I'm you like, know. Okay. Oh, let's just- Where are you? He goes, I'm in Stroudsburg. I'm like, Tom, it's fucking 4 a.m. He goes, I know. I said, all right, well, text me when you get. It was very like two well, girlfriends in the So tub. I'll call you in an hour. It's being yeah. safe. So right, he, thanks, so Tom. somebody knows that you're on the road. I understand. <laughs> Marky, what's on CNN right now? Because I'm well, listening to the trucking network. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a CB. <laughs> so yeah, then the, he... Uh, so it was, it was it, it, that, so I got the poster. I think it's still on my Facebook. It definitely is still, I'm still tagged in it. Um, yeah, and I pick him does. up at his house. He, I load all his gear. I'm totally like the roadie. Um, we drive down. Well, it was a paid gig, by the way. He did get, he did make money. I did say, don't pay me though. I said, I'm doing Why it. would I do that to him? So what? Yeah. But I just okay, needed right, to so get wait, out. So here's, so here's, here's the scenario. <laughs> Oh, so we go down to Bloomsburg, right? And it was—I forget the name of the the place that you gigged at. Bandits. It was good. The food was good. Like it was a—I liked it. So Tom, I have to set up like these red and green like parkan lights on the floor, and he's got his crutches. So I set up all his gear. I plug in and all the pillows cords and, and the pillows and pillows. And um, he plays his gig. I know no one. I talk to no one. What place was it? Bandits in Bloomsburg. Did you leave? I just said that. <laughs> no, no, no. But was that was that? He was um, eating the chips ahoy. Are you sure you didn't talk to that woman and forget? He was watching no, a movie I was in drugged. his head. Okay. Um. So we we play, <clears throat> not we, but Tom plays the gig, and um, well, you were part of it, Marky. You were part. Of it. I mean, I was I was a witness. I kept I kept taking photos of you and putting them up on social media. Yeah. But um, yeah. that was a good show, wasn't it? It, it, it was. was it, it was a really good show. And then good show. um, <laughs> so. You might have had a couple 
Yes. Right. I hadn't. I haven't had any drinks in in um, months, so I, I think that people were like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, everybody whiskey? was buying them. They're like, "Oh, who's this poor invalid that we can buy drinks <laughs> for?" Oh, <laughs> no. they please, drinks. please, sir, can I have some whiskey? Come on, don't be afraid. <laughs> and then um, that was my wow. I just sounded like Dobby. Um, so I take him home, and Tom's wife is like this beautifully sweet, eloquent. Yeah, totally amazing woman. And uh, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning that we finally like roll in. You were driving. And she's... Slowly. And then she's... You she's, handed her the keys and said, he's all yours. Yep, she was waiting on the front porch. And she's like... She's like, is, I'm like, don't be mad. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Tom, get inside. And you're like, I love you, babe. <laughs> crutchy, I was like, crutchy, Crutcherson, get yeah. And I'm behind. Like he didn't. Like I'm behind him. I'm like, okay, make sure he doesn't fall, whatever. But he, she was so it doesn't kill you. Make and sure that was, fine. and that was the moment where I realized that, like, um, it was going to be a good record. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, and. Um, that there is hope for me to find an understanding woman. Oh yes. So yeah, that congratulations was, and and for, for you. That was an extreme wife. That was an extreme, and that was your fault. It was all my fault. Yeah, yep. I didn't stop him. Just like I didn't stop you, Jim. I kept feeding you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Drunkest he's ever been. That's next week. Yeah. Is oh, it really? Yeah, Believe so. Yeah. I don't, I don't Jimmy, abide by that, I know where so. I won't be. <laughs> Tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We walked, I walked in there one night and Jimmy's playing and I never hung out with Jimmy and I only met Jimmy like once before <coughs> and I don't even think I remembered your name, but I walked in, I think it was with, uh, Oh, go the, figure. Yeah. yeah. Just like the poor woman from Bloomsburg. Well, <laughs> she should move in with me. Maybe I'll remember her name. Not going to lie to you. Jimmy is the woman from Bloomsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I smell his breath. Um, Do you remember me now, Marky? Do you remember me now? <laughs> now, I, putting, now I live with you, Marky. Well, you're putting. I told you I would have you he's, one he's day, like, Marky. He's like Buzz Buffalo chapstick. Bill in there yeah. right now. That's <laughs> chapstick. Yeah. Hard fuck me. Um, <laughs> Good thing, horses. My dog. Um, so, um, yeah. So, 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 Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you're the push guy. Yeah, and you're in you. a band, and you're playing the guitar. That's amazing. We should do shots. And you're well, like, we were, on, we were in line this... getting shots, getting free shots while we were doing that. Yeah, we were we were, were waiting around. for shots, and as the girls were walking by, I was grabbing oh. more shots, waiting, and so. <sighs> Yeah, that was rough. It was amazing. Don't then, forget the the release of the Push City also pushed my recording back for a bit. And I did talking, it. Yeah, I was t- <laughs> talking to Jimmy, like, um, you know, Jimmy, what's this project? He goes, oh, it's a Push, and he would play he'd play me a Push song, and it's you know, it's like Push comes show. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome, Jimmy. Like he's like, well, yeah, it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God, this is supposed to be funny. <laughs> at first, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to get it done. We're going to get it pressed and mastered. And I was like, oh, I'd love to hear it. And it was like, <laughs> like, oh, this is this sounds great. Yeah. Jim, yeah. Jimmy, have you ever played that totally straight? Like, just gave somebody that and be like, no, this is this is deadly serious. No, that's like, a really good idea, though. It is. I did. You I actually lost that. my push CD, but you loved oh, I got it, a didn't couple you? More for you. Yes. Well, 
the person who stole it loves it. But it but but when you heard it, you loved jerk. It. It, I thought it was funny. But it yeah. like how well, funny so it wasn't really lost. Is. It was found. Well, he. <laughs> I didn't tell him that it was supposed to be funny. Well, that's uh, good. He just kind of maybe I should just. You should start giving out. Just giving it out. What yeah. do you think? Well, there's enough people around here that I feel like are stuck in the 80s that they would probably appreciate it, you know, because there's a lot of 70s and 80s influence music in there. So <laughs> I feel about, like they would talk just... Talk about I, Jimmy making like, lemonade, man. You know? oh, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is really the area to release something like right. that. You know, you got to capitalize. Like they stopped making it, so I'm just going to capitalize on that market. I just took, hit, hit I Walmart. to the release party and I she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Actually. And I made a point not to tell her. And she was like, you know, this is our big night out. So we came in here and 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 you guys were up there and she's like oh this is oh i'm like it's funny right she's like it is it's funny right it's funny and i was like yeah it's supposed to be funny she's like thank god she's like like, yeah it's funny so you know we we put your cd in because she loved all the christmas videos and all that stuff yeah how about the eight minute drum solo were you here for that Uh, when brophy did the eight minute drum solo we had two drum sets hooked up or set up yeah, by, we didn't have enough room one. on the stage. We had to build, we had to build the back out on the stage so that, and we then we had to make it so that Brophy's drum throne <laughs> could go two and a half feet higher, so that he could <laughs> hit every drum that was there. We did, we did some walking around out out there during yeah. the show, and I remember telling you, I was like, "Hey, man, the Push CD sounds good. It's funny. I love it." That's going to be nothing like my record whatsoever. <laughs> like, like, get out. Like the the like that's get fun. It out of your I, get, I get the shtick. Like, I I like that you did that. That's not what I do. It's not my thing. But like, it looks good on you. Uh, I just don't want that <laughs> anywhere near well. me. Like, yeah. just, let's let's not do anything like that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got you. I know. No record crackles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that started from a drum record, didn't no it? No record crackles or no harmony leads. What, it's Harmony our, leads. Oh yeah, that's. But didn't mm. that whole concept of that come from you guys found a, a drum loop record? My dad had records from the seventies that were written. Yeah, seventies that were written for songwriters. They were just drum beats. It'd be like slow rock ballad, medium rock ballad. And he would play these drum tracks for me, just the drums. And yes. he'd go, "We're we're making a song to this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. That's awesome. Well, it's like you can't go wrong because you already have the record crackles in there. You already have a He's, 70s drum sound. It's just yeah. a matter of throwing the chords on top of it. He's like, one day this will be a record. I'm like, that's great, Jimmy. You're the follow, first band ever to make a song follow based on the dreams. drum track. F- a full album. Yeah. 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 Follow your dreams. There's many people in this area that have tried with that same album. We finished from start to finish with it. <laughs> Drum remember drops, we had the volumes dr- one, two, three, and four. Remember we had the drums to um, lay down Sally? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. we were like, no. <laughs> I, think, the- I think I hurt myself, came back. You know, At finally the off the t- off the painkillers, I was like, let's get rid of these drums immediately. You're like, okay, I see that. At the same time, um, <laughs> about three to four years ago, there were a lot of multi-tracks that were leaked out on the internet. Lots of them because of documentaries that were being done, because of rock band because a guitar hero because they incorporate the multi-tracks into their um the game so if you mess up the guitar part the guitar part will shut off if you mess up the drums it'll turn the drums off so um these hackers were able to go in and take those stems out of the the game so i have the audio of like the drums just the guitars just the bass just the vocals which was like is an incredible tool in itself because you can go back and listen to all these things that you can't hear on a regular pass through the song that are kind of buried in the bottom. So one of the songs, um, 
that Tom was working on kind of had a similar beat to Lay Down Sally. And if you listen to the drums on Lay Down Sally, it just sounds like somebody's playing with brushes. But there's a very significant delay, like a tape delay going that's in time with the playing, so you don't really even know there's a delay there. Why don't you cue that track up right now, Jimmy? Let me try to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's, I mean, it, it's a really... Well, that's how you find like the nuance of everything. Right, you really so let me listen to like the Tom Petty stuff, right? And, like his vocals, like the 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 headphone bleed is incredible. Yep. Yeah. So like I li- I use those as an educational tool because you listen to it and listen to what other producers were doing and try to apply things like that yourself and come up with new ideas yourself. Sure. Because if they came up with this, let me try that. And let me tell you one. Let me tell you one thing about those those multi tracks is Jimmy got the multi tracks for who was it Snoop. Yeah. yeah what's, what dog. song was it? My name is? Or uh, what's my name? Uh, oh, it was Gin and Juice or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. it was Gin and Juice. <laughs> but when you listen to the multi-tracks of that, you're like, holy shit, is there there's, a lot there's real of guitar stuff in, in there. here? Like, there's real like distorted guitars in there, like things that you don't, like all the electronic parts of it overshadow the... I hear them all, Jimmy. I hear them all. <laughs> well, you have a discerning ear, as, as you've proven to me. Don't you dare call my ear anything. Well, well, uh, Tom, on, on your album, too, uh, I, I don't feel like uh, you, you, you stuck to one genre or one influence. Uh, you know, from song to song, it really is, is very different, you know, and that's another thing that's very different from a lot of solo albums. You hear they, they usually kind of go for the same tone most of the time, but you really, uh, uh, each track is kind of a surprise. It's different. It's like a journey. And I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, what we're to... Uh, was that because you had done these in so many different, uh, you know, sessions and, or, or was that, you know, some, your intention from the beginning? I think the overall kind of feel of the song was something that developed, um, in the studio for sure. Um, playing these songs live now, it's a different feel somewhat because the record and, and live performance will always be different. But, um, I think we did a good job of capturing and, and kind of making the songs shine in different genres with um that was crazy you hear that mm-hmm. i think that it was just kind of um where could we take it and there are, are many songs in there that we took different directions that didn't quite work out and some of them worked out immediately mm. i think that was you know a testament of what we were doing in the studio which was there was a lot of fun but we were very serious <laughs> believe it or not we were very serious yeah we joke about it but that's because yeah, you gotta I mean, bring light 90% to, if you, of the if time you didn't joke about it and just if we were just technical on everything it would suck right you have well, to have fun I mean, anything, you have to, like any kind of art you have to you have, have fun, fun with in it, it. Right. if you're not having fun with it why are you doing it right you know as soon as right. it feels like a job then and like I, I really believe that the fun that we have with it that makes its way out into the final product because listening to it you can hear that we had a lot of things that we experimented with, and if we weren't having fun, we wouldn't have gone that far with it. I mean, isn't it? This isn't in this kind of like a departure from the stuff that you normally, in a way, like especially with the instrumentation and. Well, I think that you know each release you do, you grow with, um, you know, technically and and getting older and willing to take more risks and also being confident and and willing to to do whatever you want because there's no one really behind you that's forcing that's turning the knobs um <laughs> that's really telling you to do anything a certain way i think that's a strength that we've had to this record and mm-hmm. and i'm happy with it and i stand behind it and then it's it's a moment of time in my life that uh, we spent making this record and 
and can't wait for people to hear it. And it goes on sale. Well, today's today's Monday, right? But it goes on sale at midnight on February tenth. It does, yeah. And you know, it had some release shows so far, and, and that was that was great. And looking forward. to Oh, how the, the bog thing go on Friday? Sorry, I couldn't great. make it. I feel like a horse's ass. Yeah, you had a listening party. On yeah, thing? I did a listening party, which um, and um, um, art show too. I, I do. I did posters for each one of my shows. Um, for the past two and a half years, so there was two hundred and plus oh, wow. posters to choose from. So I, I, I think they're they're still at the bog. There's maybe thirty there, and uh, played the CD. I think like four or five times. Cool. Sold some copies and got to see some people I haven't seen in a while. So Did you get. I mean, what was what's the feedback like? Uh, you know, it was it was cool. There were people kind of listening um, and following along with the CD, kind of like, oh, what what track are we on now? But um, yeah, the, <laughs> ask Jimmy. The, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Commonwealth. <laughs> um, but the, the overall response was, was great. Um, but, you know, it was also a lot of people that I, that I, I know that. Way. Yeah. So. But I look, I think it's awesome. So that's just. And me. you you Thanks. you play out uh, live quite a bit. You know, obviously yes. you had all these posters from how many different shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you were uh, you, you were at the Susquehanna Breakdown. Yep. And uh, you also played Peach Fest, yep, two as, years. which is which is really cool. Sure, yeah, it was fantastic. Now, how do how does that uh, you know you you're you're playing everything from you know a brewery to a, a bar to mm-hmm. you know something like this? You know, uh, do you do you vary your sets and you vary your sound uh, depending on that or not really? I, I think where I'm at now is um, you know there are some shows where I'm playing by myself as a one man guitar and vocals, um, some with uh, Bill Warner on drums some with um, other musicians as well. And I think that's kind of each night is different, but you still have the same, I wouldn't say chip on your shoulder, but you know, you kind of go out there and you, and you want to really like prove yourself and, and let people know that you're still playing and you're still relevant and you're still hardworking and you still love what you're doing and, and, and you do it because you do love it and, and you hopefully it, it matters to someone. Do you still go out and play shows like that? Where you're like, I got something to prove every show. Oh yeah, every show. <coughs> sure. Yeah. I just didn't I just didn't I love that. Yeah. So that's part of your you're just like it's almost like Apollo Creed or you're just like I'm gonna go out there and No, I'm not looking to like, you know, kick anyone's ass. No, I'm not saying that like in a violent <laughs> way, but you're still but you still you know, you, sure, you probably I'm, treat, you know, your last show like you did your first show. Um I'm I'm confident and I have a lot of fun. And um it, it's it's different for me. Uh, if I can get people listening and buying CDs now, that's fantastic. I, I want as many people as I possibly can to hear my music, and whatever I have to do to make that happen, I'll I'll, I'll deliver what I can in a way that makes me proud of of my music and my performance and myself. I just like going to your shows, man. I'm just saying. I just didn't know that because yeah. nobody ever asked. Like, it's what do you think of cool when you're on stage? <laughs> <laughs> There's some cool people there. Um, yeah, it's you know I, I play all types of rooms and and I um I'm comfortable in 99 percent of them, except for this room. <laughs> hey. It's weird. Hey, you spend a lot it's, of time in this room. Yeah, it's weird with the lights up, and if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> put the lights down. I'll show you how I did it. All right. <laughs> Jimmy, so that whole session was pantsless, right? No, we had pants on. Well, in a creative sense. Pantsless. In a creative sense. It was pantsless. <laughs> yes, in a creative sense. In a creative sense. Dance pants? <laughs> no. No, not, no. This is just completely naked. Wow. In a creative sense. Right. <laughs> Tom and I were 
Strictly creatively. <laughs> creatively naked. I was pressing the play button completely nude, and he was just performing nude. Turning knobs. Turning knobs, and in a creative sense. <laughs> so do you have any shows coming up? Yes, I do. You're not talking very much. She <laughs> really... I, I got here and you're like cat scratch fever, we talking lo- this, talking that. And talk uh, about cephalopods and bioluminescence. Yeah. Yes. Um, we lost her at Tupac, I think. We did. <laughs> Mark, Mark I think we lost her at Sarah McLaughlin. Cuba and Tupac. <laughs> and sister. Yeah. Type that in Google when She's you get like, a chance. I can't believe I shared my bargain bin scores. I can't believe they got that out of me. That's a great album. I think that Sarah McLaughlin album is awesome. And Shaquille O'Neal's was terrible. Yeah. So we got a good and we got a bad. Yeah. Um, shows, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, weather permitting. Uh, no, I've got all outdoor in February. Well, you know, you got to get there. Yeah, hey, you driving? Is. I'll make Y'all you a poster, dude. I will drive you anywhere, sir. <laughs> Thank you. To a show. To a oh, show. All right. Not if you're like I got to go to Garrity's. <laughs> you can be my Uber. Ugh. Um, Binghamton on Thursday at the Galaxy Brewing Company, and then Friday at Sarah Street Grill in Stroudsburg. Um. Yeah, I'm not actually in town for a couple weeks, but I did my stuff this uh, past weekend, and I got my website tomgrammusic.com. You can check out all my shows, and I do that all myself. So it's it's that's what it is. It's You're no on one, Facebook too. Yeah, I'm on the face page. Are you facebook.com backslash tomgram? Tomgram music. Tomgram music. Yeah, I'm tomgram music for everything. Do you have Twitter? Yes, the Tom Graham. To Instagram, the Tom Graham. Yeah, I love Instagram. That's probably my favorite. Do you know what Reed Miller called Instagram? No. To me, when Instagram first came out, what he goes? That's Guitar Hero for photographers. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it now, which is well, then, very funny. Then like a month and a half yeah. later, it's like Jason Reed Miller just signed up for Instagram, and I'm like, good friend. Yep. Yeah. Request. You're allowed. Musicians like to play Guitar Hero once in a while. I love. Do you know what uh, I love? No. When I I couldn't. (laughs) Do you ever see Dave Mustaine try to play Guitar Hero? No. It's hysterical. Um, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Why would you want to do that if you're a musician? Well, that's what he did. He got like two seconds into a Megadeth song, and he's like, "This is fucking retarded." It's like being a surgeon and going home and playing Operation for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I really need to do? I really need to play a game with something I do for a living. So um, when I lived in L.A., like we we do like twelve. I play home run derby because I cannot hit home runs. I'm gonna. I'm going to explain why it works. Guitar Hero. Because uh, like I lived. I, no. So I did. That was like my my therapy was Guitar Hero or Rock Band. That explains everything. I know. And I'd be so into it. And I'd be so good at it. And now I got Jimmy. I'll tell you. Jimmy, what's the new game I got? Fantasia. Oh, yeah. It's it works awesome. with the connect. And you actually like conduct like Elton John songs and all this shit. So I look like a maniac. Who's but playing I, them? Wait. The, the the TV is so it's like Rocket Man, but then you can change like they do remixes and stuff, so you can do like the whole Mickey Mouse. But you Mouse. do. Oh, you're like this. You're moving, and you're. It's awesome, and if you and if you have to like hold stuff and spin it, and but it's all because the Kinect sees your your silhouette, so it moves all about like that. Uh-huh. And then you can do remixes and stuff like that. So like, it'll be like four, like three or four a.m. Like Jimmy will get home from a gig. And can I you can you blasting. videotape some of that? Oh, I, oh, yeah, he I, has. I think you he need has. to do that. I just need to, I'm compiling my secret library <laughs> of blackmail. So I was. So I was, what songs do you have you conducted? What's your resume <clears throat> um, so far? Oh my god, there's just so many. Lord, 
Royals. I did Lord. It's cool though, because like inside the game, just like um, yeah, Rock Band had the multi tracks. It's just all alternate mixes to the songs, which are really cool. And a lot of them are real instruments in the remix. So like lo- like uh, I don't know, some of them you could take out the synth bass and put a real bass guitar in there. You could take out the other um, whatever other instruments and put in like a, somebody playing an acoustic guitar. And yeah, so, so, so like some hear- of them are like the same vocals. So you're hearing the same song in a completely different light. And it makes you appreciate music a little bit more. Like, like not really conducting music, it. At least. It cost me 90 bucks. Have you been playing a lot of this lately? Uh, not recently. No. Not like in the last like three weeks. Well, not since I since I was doing it and I'm doing it. And I found out that Jimmy hopped on the couch behind me mm. and was conducting and filming me at the same time. You know what's fun, Making Mark? fun of me. and then But, but then the Kinect saw him, so it started fucking up my Ugh. moves. So, because <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I look like I, dude. I the bunny I look, ears are like the yeah. sign for the signal for the timpani. Yeah, there's a couple of Queen songs on there too. Yeah, right. they have Bohemian Rhapsody. They have, oh, it's awesome. I have so much, but it's like a workout. You know, by the end of so it, go, that's what Mark likes to say to <laughs> justify. Hey, Marky, as I'm gym. smoking, nope, doing. Nope, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go organize Rocket Man tonight. <laughs> we got Benny. The- <laughs> yeah. Smoking, conducting. <laughs> it wasn't me that was messing up the the, the notes. It was just hey, all the smoke. Jimmy, couldn't... watch this. Fucking Benny and the Jets. Uh, Is that on there? Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I'll tell. T- Mark, what? you're sweating like crazy. Just go for a run. Nope. Lord <laughs> Royals. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. If by Lord Royals you mean run, yes. yes. <laughs> I've been running hard, <laughs> sprinting. I'm gonna beat that game. I'll show all y'all. How do you beat all y'all? How I have one? to. You each Some song conductor you do, princess comes out of the end. No, no, no. Like, each, song, each song you do, like you get, you open up new musical realms and you get like more stars on your magic hat. What? It's really messed up, but I love it. It's so much fun. It's called Fantasia but, Evolved. But does it follow your baton hand? There is and no you- baton. It's not like a conductor. I'm. You're literally like. Remember, remember Fantasia when Mickey Mouse was going like, you know, and all the brooms were, were yeah. walking. I mean, that's basically what you do. So, which just, version of Barbara Allen did you go with? You oh, know what? You. I'd also like to talk about this video that we we shot a couple weeks ago. While about you're, it? While you're doing Fantasia at home. That's why I haven't done it in weeks. <laughs> I haven't done it in a few weeks. We will have some video, um, some video releases in the next couple weeks. Right? Next couple weeks? I'd probably say in like the next week or two. Yeah. Next week or two. Yeah. I love it. 25.8. Did you see? I saw a version of it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, and you know what the horrible thing is? is was like, it awkward I, for you? Or was oh, it, it was like, wonderful. Okay. It was wonderful. Yeah, I don't know about too hum. I don't know about how much I want to talk about it, but just because of I, I won't of, say anything. I but Okay, I'll I'll do I'll do something without giving it away. Can I say something without giving it away? <laughs> sure. All right. So So Tom calls me up and he goes, Hey man, would you would you mind or would you like to do a video for one of my tunes? And I'm like, Okay. And um when do you want to do it? <laughs> And we, we kind of synced up our schedules and it was like a Wednesday at like six o'clock and he shows up and I'm like getting all this like stuff ready to do like this big legit legit <laughs> music fucking video. music video, yes. which I'm like, you know, Tom, thanks for thinking of me. And then, you know, I hope I can make you happy. And then we like agonized over like, you know setting everything up this is before tom even got here i'm like lighting stuff i'm like i don't know if that'll work and then i have like 
had Lee there moving shit, and then we got like floors, and we got like all this stuff. <laughs> so then, um, the song starts immediately. So like the vocal starts like the moment you hit play. So it's like song starts like he's already singing. So I said to Tom, I said, I said, all right, I'll give you a count like a three, two, one. When the vocal will start. Just so the world knows. Um, what's the song? Three and a half minutes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it was like three forty five. I don't know. Track times. <laughs> So, so let's say seven the song's, years, man. So let's say the song's like let's say the song's like three minutes forty five seconds, right? I think it's like four. Okay, four minutes. So the song's four minutes. So, and I'm doing it all by myself. So I hit record on the camera. I run over to the Bose system so you can do playback, so you can hear the song, right? And I go three, two, one, hit the button, and four minutes later he goes, "Okay, we're done." And I'm not going to tell anybody else about what what it is. <laughs> that's but that's what happened. And I, and I remember I looked at you. What did I say? I was like, <laughs> "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and I go, and then you go, "Let's go look at it. Let's go see how that turned out." <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And, and I look. Yep, yep. Do you want an extra take just in case? <laughs> yeah, I, I said did. that. I'm like, did. I said, "Do you want like a, another take?" I said, "Nope." <laughs> Oh, that's good. Mark, and I said, Tom, this is the easiest fucking music video I ever did. And he goes, yeah, now I want you to do this. And I was like, oh, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm screwed. I want you to turn me into Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. I, and then, well, the problem. And then I said, have that to me by tomorrow at five. And or the you're thing fired. About, and, the thing about, like, and the thing about it is, like, I'm always the guy who's like, you know, somebody comes up with an idea where it's like, hey, we should go to the moon. And I'm like, yes, we should go to the moon and we should take a rocket ship and then we should build a casino and then we need a, a, an Arby's and then we need where it's like. <laughs> and Tom's just like, I just wanted to go to the moon, man. And I'm trying to come up with all this different shit. Remember, we were sitting there for like an hour and you looked at me and you're like, why? Why? What are you doing? So please. It's impossible, said, though. Yeah. You couldn't said, really go to the moon. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. But like in a week there's or two, aliens up there protecting it. There's not aliens up there. Mm -hmm. So that'll be out soon. Jimmy, which stop. Will be good. I'll be happy when that comes out. I'm excited. It looks good. I just want you to be happy with it. That's oh, why I'm like. Really so good. that's why I'm waiting to present it to you. But I did see the other one. I think the other one's really good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, very, I'm very, very Voyager impressed. video. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay and Dave did an amazing job on a it. Great job. Which is what I thought that I was going. Something along the lines of that. And then you totally. <laughs> so will, will we see this video? Are you gonna uh, can can we will we, we'll, uh, repost it for you or whatever? Yes. Okay. As soon well, as soon as it gets done. Um, Tom, fuck off! Like I'm trying <laughs> to do the best I can. No, 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 no. It's good. It's just it's funny to um. I think that you definitely had a different idea. I know for a totally. fact you did. Totally. And and I was kind of laughing at you like. You no. didn't even let me in on it. I was like, no, Marky. Like, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> like, get the f no. He's like, well, like, I'm like well, what if we get like a kick drum? Yeah. And you're and you go and you went and you went along with me on everything. You're like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And then we did it, and he's like, all right, we're done. And I'm like, but but uh-huh. <laughs> but like, I, I was there's even text messages to Jimmy going, like, hey man, can I use your kick drum yeah. and your foot pedal? I'll, I'll, I'll be right over. Um, yeah, he was on his way help. to get it to me. I show up; it's already you. I, <laughs> and you're Tom already, didn't you're tell me shit with your 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 watch through and everything. It was completely finished. Yeah, by the time you got here, Tom was done. Yeah, 
He's like, that's it. And I'm like, oh. It was so funny. Just your reaction was like. Mm-hmm. I think Lee, and was I had still, this poor girl. Lee was still out in the yeah, warehouse setting up. Right, I just poor- forgot. Oh my gosh, I forgot about her. Yeah, there's this, there was this girl that showed up. She wanted uh, to learn. She wanted to like, she wants to be like an intern in the summer. And I'm like. She's like, I'm here in this video. And I'm this is how it's like, done. I'm like, look, I said, you know, I said, you know, we'll do this. And then we'll do like coverage <laughs> oh of it goodness. and all that stuff. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm really excited to learn about this. And then I did the three, I hit record on the camera. I did the three, two, one. Oh. And then the next four minutes happen. And, I, and, and you're like, all right, we're done. And, and fucking Graham walks away. And the girl looks at me like, what just happened? And I'm like, this never happens. I don't know what just, what just happened. I forgot. And she didn't know what to do. She was like, oh. she hung out for a little bit longer. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I was trying to be nice. I'm like, are you hungry? Do you need a water? I'm so sorry. You're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this never happens. I have no idea what this is. Tom, do you want to try something with the the kick drum? (laughs) No. 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 Just to like have something to cut. No. Nope. Okay. So that would be a lot funnier when we see it. I was work. I was working. I was, I, I, I was working on it today and it's just, the process is just arduous. So that's why it's it's taking a while because I'm trying to like fit it in amongst like I think I think I think of my life as like this I think of my life as like this bookshelf at the library that's crammed by books and I'm just trying to like wedge it in there somewhere to to make it look complete. So that's why I'm like Well I think it looked good cool the day after you shot it. Oh okay. Yeah, because I pulled around and I said, I said, watch what happened to me last night. <laughs> I wanted to make it as easy as possible for me. And you did. <laughs> you really did. You really did. And but, she and okay, she loved it. She thought it was great. It works. It, it works totally well. It's amazing. It's just gotta it now it's No, I don't think I have to it. finish it. I don't need you don't need it. Yeah. Right, well we'll talk about it afterwards. Because I don't want to I don't want to spoil the surprise for I'm not a, I'm not the spoiler guy. It's that good. So seriously, was it was it Charlestown? With the Barbara Allen, or did you choose one of the other versions? Why are you so hard up on this? <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. At midnight, yeah. you can get it. Yeah. Well, you already have a copy. I ha- yeah, right I do. Now. You want one? I'm yeah. going to listen to it in the car. All right. She has a copy. Yeah. I do. I'm taking mine, though. But I'm, I'm, skip- still I'm skipping it right iTunes. to Barbara Allen. That's going right. to happen. All right. Sorry, Rich, we occupied all I hope. I hope uh, you enjoy it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think that the, the best thing about releasing music is that someone else has it to have time to do what they want either in the car or the backyard or whatever that's where that means the most to me or in jimmy's case the shower jimmy (laughs) i can't bring my phone in the shower oh you're, you you now you've already heard the record (laughs) i'm not gonna be like damn it you're listening to that stuff on your phone all the stuff we did with that it is a good headphones record. It is. Though that's another thing we kept in mind as we were mixing it. A lot of different placement of things. So it's a completely different experience if you listen to it with headphones. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Fine tooth comb. Remember that? Yep. A lot of little automations and things we did. I can only think of the, the comb in the desert in space. We ain't balls. found shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a point we had a <laughs> we had Zach Cole from Rogue Chimp come in here and that was a that was a fun 
because awesome. uh, I I played the drums that was on the, the track Romantics. I do like a little spoke word in the, in between. Uh, I played the bass. I played the drums. You played a little guitar, mm-hmm. and then we had Zach Cole come in and he played what like six or eight. Yeah, uh, all different kinds of keys. He had a really and cool ripped it like he was having a blast. So then oh, he try would, that again with the church organ. Okay, we'll try it again yeah. now with the clav. Like yeah. and then everyone had its every single one had. So its he was done. And we're like, all right, see ya. And he left. And by the end of the day, we had everything kind of cut and paste where we we wanted to go. But uh, one of the things that we did was there's a little trill on the piano that we have it totally panned. So when you're driving, you can actually just yep. trill on the piano. <laughs> yeah. And oh, that's it's just so funny every time we hear that. I'm like, I remember yes. we um. He put down like, I don't even think he he sat down and listened to what he did. It was just like we just kept hitting play and starting it over. And yeah. we just jammed to it every time. And then once right, and you and I just looked at him like, like wow, we want more of that. <laughs> so at, right you, when he was finished, I remember again, I um, unmuted every single track and played all of his tracks at once, and it sounded amazing. Yeah, it was like there's no even though he did common, different things with different. Yes. No, there was no way of. Mixing it the wrong way, or no way of like chopping it and getting the wrong yeah. sound out of it. It just sounded awesome, no matter right. what you did with it. But you and I were just like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> what the? Yeah, fuck when we when we sat so there to good. go through the track, it, we were more, <laughs> mo- like we were just more making other things quieter to make the parts that we liked stick mm-hmm. out. That's all it really was, because yep. there was so much good stuff there that we kind of picked our favorites and let them be yeah. the ones that popped out. He's a brilliant musician. Oh, mm-hmm. It was incredible. And then yeah. when we brought that to Eric Ritter to mix, he's like, oh, man, he's so good. And we're like, <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know. We were like, yeah, that's why he's on this album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Brophy came in and did the drums on, uh, on, on two, two songs. Yeah, yeah, two of the songs. And he came. Yeah. He killed it. He was yeah. great. He was a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah, he's was, a wild man. He's, he reminds me of Animal from the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same thing. He's really resilient and like. You, you say something to him here. How about try this? Like he just, I remember I was first, giving him hand signals from in there. Yeah. I was doing yeah. the freaking Fantasia. Yeah. Got some video. Yeah. We got that on video yeah. actually. See, but you might've been able but it to was do re- it. It was real life. It with Brophy at game. first. Fuck you. This is my real life. With Brophy, he'll be like, okay. And you don't really think he listened to what you just said, but he did because when he does it, he does what you told him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he was such a great drummer, He is man. great. Yeah. He's, he's one of those multi- hyphenate well musicians. again talking about phil collins to bring him back into the mix here he's a we he's mentioned a, it very important joke. no no but seriously <laughs> phil collins in genesis he, he's a he's inspired by them um percu- like in, in a percussive way because he was explaining to me one time about all these on different the phone no, <laughs> what's going on about all these different collins? no no no, oh. no brian he was just because oh, i was like oh, oh. jimmy <laughs> jimmy that's a dangling participle what? What you just said. What did I say? You just associated the verb with the subject that didn't exist in the sentence. Bill Collins? Tell I, me about Brophy. So we were listening to Genesis one day and I was like, oh, what What makes you such a big fan of Phil Collins? And he's like, would you ever listen to his drumming? And I'm just like, how many times can I say I'm sorry? That's all I hear. But when... Brian stood there and showed me like I forget what song it was. It was like all these crazy different time signatures and drums that I, I didn't even know what was going on. It was like instead of like a four four time, it was like a three eleven timing with something else. All these different things. He was pointing out all these crazy different timings, and it really made me appreciate. Yeah, I now have a new outlook on Genesis and Phil Collins because they're amazing drummers but the fact that brian can understand what he's listening to and and all those terms that that's why 
you know, that, that, that helps. He that nailed just, it. That's a testament to his playing ability. He's he can amazing. understand that. But that's it. That was yeah. the only people who were on the record. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the rest was just... You, you, Me and you there, yeah. Skippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of time together in those trenches. <laughs> I.E. So would you do it again? Of course. I wouldn't even think about it. I would do it. We, I, you'd, I have to, you'd have to think about it. No, I already made my mind up. Oh, okay, cool. He really has. Like, to, whether, whether you want to believe Concept it or not. Concept album? Oh my god! Oh my that'd god. be amazing. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. You didn't even know what the concept is. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm into it. The concept is well, just the fact that it's a concept album. That concept is a concept in itself, and it's yes <laughs> to me. What if I told you that underneath the rusting roof is a concept album? I'd be disappointed that I didn't ask you more questions about the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I love Rick. He wasn't like, well, tell me your feelings about track four. I'd be like, Jimmy, just do your job, okay? <laughs> Hand me that shaker. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, there's an extra little piece of wave file on my vocal there. Take it off, okay? <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to sabotage this. <laughs> one drop, one dropped frame at a time. Remove that, would you? <laughs> no, nah, it was a lot of fun, and I would definitely do it again. Or and I was I was even thinking too like I would co-produce somebody else with you, if that would ever be something you're interested in. What does that even mean? I would love to do that. Take an, like if there's yeah. another artist that's interested, sure. Have Tom and I both produce that person's album. Because I because I know I know I how Tom the, and I can work. I can hear all together. the things that you're hiding on their tracks in there. I'm like, yeah. don't <laughs> don't do that to them. Yes, mute that track. What is that thing there? You're only supposed to hide that in my tracks. <laughs> now that you're cheating on me. No, but I would definitely, because like I said, having a chemistry with somebody that you can work with and have ego put to the side and not be afraid to tell somebody if it's working, if it's not working. I think Tom and I are at a point where we can definitely hone in on what the song is and what's best for the song. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, maybe maybe it's my pre- preconceived notion that I'm totally wrong about because I can't tell you what an F sharp is or like a you know a C or anything like that but it seems like <clears throat> especially in you guys too like being being in um, you know creative endeavors with people where every new project is something new you know I, I don't people take some some people take criticism personally and, oh, and you can't sure, because sure. because you're, you're you, you know everybody has the same goal is which is to make the best absolute thing possible absolutely without you know slitting anybody's throats with samurai swords um and and that's kind of like the hard part where it's like you know sometimes you know whether whether people realize it or not sometimes you're not not only looking out for the for the project but sometimes you're just trying to you know save somebody from making a mistake sure but, i mean you know, well there's no pressure i think that that has that's the biggest aspect of it there is zero pressure well tom telling me that something doesn't work isn't tom saying to me jim you're you're an idiot you're a terrible guitar player or me suggesting something different me saying to tom you're a terrible songwriter like that that has that's not even anything in there that but i think fucking people accordion that, that accordion yeah, but that was that a mistake are, people that are inexperienced <laughs> with it or like still hold that ego i feel like they can't they can't make that distinction and that's important yeah, and 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 it's and it and it's look like your your job is to um, you know, fac facilitate, you know, what what the artist is is trying to get across, mm -hmm. right? You and know, you take and, something and make, abstract and, 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 and not and, and not and not and not take it over, but maybe you know, 
at some points try to help somebody think outside of the box. Well, maybe try this. You know, if it doesn't work, at least we'll know that it didn't work. Oh, sure. We we definitely pushed each other in, in different directions mm-hmm. and to different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it Because I can only assume that his some, some of Jimmy's ideas must have been left field, man. Um, the accordion. No, kind of a, the accordion, yes. <laughs> we agreed on most on most of the things that right, but thought. that's that's the fun of it. It's like let me. But there try were points where expecting. we said we can almost hear it already, and it wasn't there, and we were like, we should add it, and then we were like, wait a minute, we, maybe we shouldn't add it if we can hear it. Let's do something completely different, <laughs> and then three weeks later, we ended up adding it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, My oh, favorite is uh, people run for miles again because you wanted to challenge yourself of not having a, a song start with an acoustic guitar or have an acoustic guitar in it at all. Yeah, there's be- no acoustic on because that you you commonly play acoustic guitar and use that in your music. So it was like let's this and that was your idea. Let's let's try this without an acoustic guitar and see what where we end up without it. But and did you lay fun. down acoustic guitar to like yeah. kind of put yep. the tracks in the original mm-hmm. track? But like I was saying before, we we had to redo his vocal parts because there was still like a little hint. On that song in particular, like when we were demoing it without the acoustic guitar, and before he redid his vocals, I had to put a strong gate on his vocals, but you'd see, you'd hear like a little bit of the acoustic guitar, plus you'd hear like certain words being chopped off, but he eventually went back, redid the vocals, and it was it's awesome without an acoustic guitar. But it, it was something you decided just to push yourself creatively. I think that's just, a, I, I think that's a powerful song. I think it's a Definitely. really good song. Cool. And I think it's a good, you know, that's what, that's... We'll have to shoot a video for that one, Marky. Yeah, yeah. L- let me know when I need to put that half hour aside. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? That's a. It's the after. Oh, okay. Where can we hear these songs? Post production. Where? Yes. Um, you'll be able to hear it everywhere tonight. It's going to be iTunes, Spotify. It's going to be everywhere. Uh, locally, Google play. Locally, Joe Nardone's Gallery of Sound. <clears throat> Um, it's a whole digital distribution. It's going to be everywhere. Um, the Pirate Bay. I have a store. <laughs> yeah. uh, Done too, Essie. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I have an online store on tongamusic.com too uh, for physical copies that I can mail out. And you can't. You, you're never going to beat that. What? The stuff like the Pirate Bay. No, because you can't beat the price of free, right? Yeah, you can't beat free. No, but, but you know what? People are going to invariably do it. <laughs> no, but Tom, beat I... The price of so let's encourage no, them. I'm, I'm just, no, no, we're not... We're not we're, I'm not encouraging anybody to do it. Like, you just thing. you just can't... You can't use that as a reason not to make music anymore. Right. Like, yeah. you, you know what's going to happen. Sure. sure. You, can't, you can't avoid it. Somebody's going to do it somewhere. And I remember... I'm glad... And like, I'm not condoning album, it. I'm glad the album evolved the way it did because I remember like right up front when we were first putting these songs down, you weren't even sure how you were going to like what you were going to do distribution wise. Right. Like, yeah. If it was just going to be something we did and then you just, you know, here, this is what we did. And right. Just give it away or, you know, it's, it is, it's in that product. It's, it's in the packaging. It's, I believe, um, something of value, I hope to mm-hmm. people. And, Definitely. you know, it, it wasn't, Crowdfunded. It's it's me funded. It was uh, proud. That's funded. what it comes down to with the whole argument. I think if you're gonna, if somebody's gonna digitally or illegally download something, um, they, the reason why you would pay for something is because you truly believe in the artist that's making it. And if you're uh, supporting that person, that's literally you're supporting the person. If you've been listening up until this point, I, I think you, you understand how much work and how much time it takes to put right. something like that together. Mm-hmm. So it's not and it just... It only takes 30 seconds to download. You right. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. 
So, really. so keep I mean, that in mind. There's a backstory no. behind it, and you're you're yeah. supporting you're supporting the artists so they but, can continue to do that. Yeah, but I mean, someone on Friday night um, wanted to buy a poster, but they didn't want to buy a CD because they said they were going to burn the CD. They said that to you? No, they said it to my wife, oh. and she said, "Excuse me," <laughs> and then said, "Oh, I'm just I'm going to so and so bought it, so I'm going to burn a copy off of him," and she said. Can you say that to me one more time, just to make sure, you know, thinking that the person would catch themselves. And he's like, I am going to burn a copy of this CD <laughs> off of so-and-so who purchased it tonight. And I was, what are you going to do? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I Isn't mean, that amazing? The, it's, the industry is changing and, and through different ways. You have to sell yourself in different ways and it's going to happen. And hopefully people realize that, you know, art is valuable and the time that we we <laughs> we put behind it turned into 45 minutes of music that hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, that people can listen in their cars or in their office or in the shower. Yeah. On That's the back why I have deck. Bluetooth. That's why I have Bluetooth. <laughs> if we ever get an economics professor on to talk about my imaginary tax situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to add the caveat of anybody who creates intellectual property should be allowed incredible tax breaks. I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm in, I'm inventing an imaginary tax because system. Because it's intangible? I would enjoy that. I would too. Wow. Is it this because is it's intangible? One of the... Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows this. Nobody. We never, never talked about it. No. Uh, yeah. Not on the podcast. I don't think. Um, the, the impetus for us doing the podcast was that <laughs> Lauren had this crazy idea of taxation and how we could better spend our money. And I'm like, we should get an economics professor. We can go in the studio and talk about it. And it's an amazing. It idea. didn't happen yet. It hasn't. It happened. hasn't happened. I don't. Yet. I can't find an economics. So we're professor. thirteen episodes in, right? So the thing. So the thing is, is like you know, Rich started up an APA scene, and I'm like, oh, I said, you know, you should do a podcast. Or like, I, like maybe you said it, or I think you said, hey, we should do a podcast, and I was like, Lauren and I were just talking about doing that, and we never thought about like episode thirteen. We just thought about economics professor, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll get him, so we'll get him what the can second we do to week. make that a reality? We have to make it a reality. How, how, yeah. What can we do? It'll and, happen. And, and, and Lauren and I and Lauren and I have discussed it. Could did not discussed. Lauren and I have discussed this. It came out like a G instead of disgusted. Discuss. We're yeah. disgusted. We're disgusted at it. We are disgusted with taxes. <laughs> um. No, and I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say the idea. It's, but it's fine. It's a really cool idea, but I think we figured out that like it's it's probably impossible. But man, would it be a better use of money? <laughs> so let's have somebody on here. Let's future it. episode. It'll All happen right. if anybody knows anybody who that. knows. In a, maybe an accountant. I'll even yeah, sell for leave an accountant. A, leave us. Uh, leave us a comment. It's, yeah. Speaking of comments, should we get to the? Let's the last do word? it. Mm. We do. We do this thing called the. You know, or don't you know? You don't listen, do you? What is it? <laughs> What is this thing? What is- no, no, no. I've listened in the past. I've I I've listened this enough to know that <laughs> that Jimmy What's still isn't sure what a podcast is. We call and this then we verbal call communication. We could call Lauren Q. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Tom has been listening. This is the last word. Got yeah. you. <laughs> it now, of course. Uh, I'm up. Oh, okay, now it loaded. Great. Uh, so. 
I was going to talk. I was going to do the the comments uh, on uh, the the Ghostbusters thing, but we talked about that already, so I didn't yeah. want to like repeat that. Right. Uh, one of the other things that I noticed was getting some comments because uh, the wonders of the internet. You know, you you publish something six months ago or whatever, and people find it. You know, yeah. eventually. And we did a very popular story back in October. Uh, you know, of of haunted places in the area. Um, the actual title is uh, the is nine it? nine most haunted places in NEPA. And now one's ob- my house, the other one's here. Obviously, um, you know, this is meant to be taken with uh, you know, salt oh, yeah. and, and and the fact that you know, it's for fun. You know, like we, yeah. we you know, we're not really like, you know, pointing out all these I mean yeah, but, but what you're pointing out is almost as detrimental as like the five best places to get a hot dog. Right. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. That's how like well, it, it, hurtful it is. The thing is, is, is uh, uh, the, the New Jersey, uh, Laura, who wrote it, um, you know, she specifies specifically that that there's, um, you know, the most of it is is stories that are passed down and it's not, you know, uh, so these aren't attractions. These are actual. Yeah. These are actual places that are supposedly haunted, you know, that you kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's that's what I wanted to get to is I because no ghosts. there there is. is there is a guy. <laughs> well, there, there's a couple recently that just commented, you know, just just out of nowhere. This is still in the realm of Ghostbusters, if you think about it. Yeah, it is actually. Okay. It's so, kind of funny. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's purely coincidental that that happened. Uh, you know, one person says uh, uh, his, his username, I guess, is uh, Yensima. Uh, I am skeptical about anything the Warrens say are haunted, considering they are frauds. Oh, is this the people from The Conjuring? Uh, I believe so. They the were the ones with yeah. the haunted house in Right, Pittston? yeah. Okay. They responded to the Amityville Horror house. Yes, that was one of their, their yeah. cases too. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, And then this this guy just commented uh, a couple of days ago, Donald, he said, the Wells house in Wilkes-Barre is not haunted. I know this to be a fact. <laughs> As my best friend lived there throughout the 80s and the 90s, and his mom lived there until her death in 2012, I've spent at least 150 nights there, and my friend, nor any of his family have lived there for 20 years, have not experienced anything paranormal. This is a story that was made up by a local disc jockey in the mid-70s, not the least by haunted. I'm assuming he meant bit, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, when you type on your phone, it's internet comments, so yeah. you know you can't. My phone always switches on to in. So, <laughs> well, I just, I just want to assure I'm Donald in the toilet <laughs> and Yensima and whatever and whoever else uh, uh, re- reads it that uh, editors note there's no such thing as ghosts. They're not real that we know of. Okay, so therefore we know that this place isn't haunted we know this other house isn't haunted we're fully aware of it yeah That's let's have some the whole fun point yeah to, exactly. to be fair actually sometimes a haunting can, can increase the property value of a home i speak from experience because there was a house in dunmore i was looking at mm-hmm. purely because on uh, it was, it was oh, a big thing was on that, Reddit. Was that the one? Yes, the, the that purple blew up house, on the internet. It was four four bedrooms. Oh, yeah, wait, was that the one where the the guy was getting emails from like the his dead? All right, that was a different one. No, nope, <laughs> no, nope, nope, nope. This was a purple house up in Dunmore. It was four bedrooms, three and a half baths. This was a fabulous home, by the way. And this was around. I like how you it was just bedrooms. it was just haunted as shit. Well, here's a, this is a, this is around the time that I was I was looking for a place, and I was like I wasn't really thinking about home ownership. I, I was I was looking at renting a place. I didn't want to look for a mortgage, but then all of a sudden this picture on Imgur shows up because I'm I do Imgur. I don't do Reddit per se. So I'm on Imgur and I say this house. <laughs> 
And the description of the home tells you the four bedrooms, three and a half baths. Um, Haunted. Extremely haunted. Uh, extremely haunted. Extremely haunted. Cons. May, may encounter a, a ghostly figure in the hallway or see figures behind you in the mirrors. So, and it just the That's list just went like on. That's just like with Marky right. and Jimmy. It though. just the list went <laughs> yeah, on about all Jimmy, these like, things, what, like leaning from behind a corner. So <laughs> it, I was I was curious. So I went I went I went on 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 the website that the realtor was on. And I put in. I made a call because at the time I was talking to a lot of afraid of no ghosts. As I was talking to a lot of realtors, and actually Did the mortgage would have call? The, <laughs> the mortgage was going to be less money than I was looking to rent. So I was actually kind of yeah, considering yeah, yeah. buying yeah, this yeah, house. Yeah. And lo and behold, that afternoon it went. I didn't even make it to my appointment. They sold the house. Really? Yeah. Because they ain't afraid of no ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was I'm wait? So, of no <laughs> so you don't? You don't? Do you believe in ghosts? Is that a? Is that too personal? I don't know Spend how to answer that because I can't waiting. I can't not believe in ghosts per se. I can't say so that ghosts don't do, exist. Do you believe in life after love? Um <laughs> So you, you you obviously do not believe in ghosts. No, I don't. Marky? I'm on the fence, man. I think there's two I think I have I've seen proof, yes. <laughs> See, okay, so I always had this uh this idea. I wanted to start something called ghost huggers. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be kind of like based off of um, kind of Poltergeist, where you know these. Oh, by the way, wait! Don't don't ruin the plot of Poltergeist because Jimmy hasn't seen it. I just got oh it. On, Are you kidding I just, me? Wait, wait! wait okay. I just got it on Blu-ray today. We're supposed to watch it tonight. Well, anyway, yeah, don't ruin anything it. like paranormal. I'll ruin another weird coincidence. With the, with the by the way, yeah. yeah, right. The whole Poltergeist thing. Yeah, I'll ruin this podcast. No, like Friday if you night, I ruin the plot. <laughs> Friday night, I said to my girlfriend and Jimmy, "I'm like, hey, have you guys like ever seen? I don't know because the trailer came out for the remake. For the remake, yeah. Hear this sound? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Are you threatening? You just threw it in the yeah. trash. No, it was just another piece of trash. Um, but. but I said to them, I said, "Hey, have you guys seen Poltergeist?" And they're like, "No." So I immediately Amazon Blu-ray fully remastered and it just came at like six o'clock tonight. So mm-hmm. we're going to watch it later. So Fantastic. please don't ruin it. So ghost huggers is uh, pretty much me and um, anyone else who doesn't believe in ghosts. And we find people who are ghost hunters and they try to convince us that there are ghosts in a specific haunt. And either we prove that they are full of shit or we do find ghosts and then we give them hugs. Oh, I did. I, I did. like that. That's a That's good idea. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I could I, sell that pilot. I did. Um, Ghost huggers. When I was when I was net. Jimmy, did you ever see that documentary that I did? Someone's already registered it at this point, .net. like right now. Jimmy, like just the second. Damn, we could edit not it out and just put a bleep over it. What? <laughs> did you ever see that documentary that I did Ghost on Casadega <laughs> in Florida? That yeah, that yeah, time? yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I was the guy, I was the guy that said that uh, I'm I'm in search of the devil to prove that God exists. Because back then I was nuts because I was still drinking and doing all this crazy shit. So I figured if you found the devil or like evil spirits or something, then anything could be possible. So we went. Ghost huggers. I find that a lot of things (laughs) can be explained by neurological conditions as well as. It's a TLC show. So it is. Ghost huggers. Yeah. I don't know. I think think travel might take it. Ooh. Yeah. I'll take you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the what was the Ghostbusters comment? 
Oh, uh, uh, there was just a, a, a lot of people that uh, got I a think, great... Did they think you were like a chauvinist? No, everybody got a, got a great response because everybody understood that it was the opposite of that. That right. it, it, There are several times that I mentioned that, you know, I wish it would be feminist, but it's not going to be, you know, it's Hollywood isn't going to do that. No. You know, they're going to, they're going to, especially if you have somebody like Melissa McCarthy in there, uh, you know, she's she, really talented. Well, here's like, the, thing. the thing. When she, when she uh, first McCarthy's came on the scene, uh, yes. she was on a show called Gilmore Girls yes, and she was. Uh, she was very good on that show because uh, she was progressive and, and uh, it was well written because not everything was a fat joke. It wasn't pointing out that uh, she was a bigger woman. I mean, she was just treated like a normal character and there were very few references to that at all other than her, the fact that she was a chef. And so I thought, uh, you know, oh, here's a, here's a promising up and coming young woman who is a great actress and, and she's going to do well. And then as soon as she got big, uh, you know, Hollywood latched onto that and was like, here's all the fat joke scripts. Here's all the slapstick scripts. And ever since she's been doomed to movies like uh, Tammy or The Heat or wherever, where I liked the, the, the joke. I feel see, awful, I, I but don't. I liked it. I don't at all. I, I, like, I like Sandra. Well, yeah, I wrote in an elevator with her. I made her laugh. Did you? Yeah, my dad wanted to kill me. <laughs> for making her laugh yeah i said i called him up i said dad i didn't even realize it was her mm-hmm. i had to ride like eight floors with her i don't even know what i said that was funny but she actually laughed mm-hmm. and it wasn't until she laughed that i realized like holy shit i'm on the elevator with sandra bullock <laughs> and then I, I got off the elevator i'm like have a great day and i got off the elevator and so she gets off the elevator and i'm like dad i just did the fucking elevator with fucking sandra bullock and he's like fuck you <laughs> and i'm like why and he's like she's amazing and this was and this was right when she was making uh what was it called all about steve oh jeez which is the same year she won the oscar for blinds <laughs> but that was where it was at i was at la center studios and- did you have a mohawk at the time um was, no that was that's that why was she was laughing later. that was a year later i had a mohawk yeah so that was my sandra bullock story fair enough anybody else have one the mohawk was there just the hair around it had to be chiseled away <laughs> I have a I have a I have a horrible head, but uh, to my bald head. Ghost talkers. <laughs> ABC family. No, every everybody uh, everybody liked the the Ghostbusters. Article. I thought it was well written. I thought it, I thought it made some good points, and it wasn't going in the direction. It's like a clothing line based well, on yeah. all the stuff that you wear. Because people people the, the the main thing that I've seen is just constant. Yeah. Sexism uh, in the in the comments of I never uh, got that. I just what's wrong? Well, no, no, no. Of of the being sexy, Jimmy. Of every movie site that reported it, uh, you know the the comments and the the social media comments, of course, were all filled with you know jokes about. you know, everything from, uh, you know, being on their period, tampons, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. But I don't know what that means. Sadly, I think Hollywood, I think, is going to go that route where all the jokes you are going to be if like they that, did, if they which did. is going to be pretty awful. Okay. I bet you and I can make a bet right now that there's going to be at least one period joke mm-hmm. in the whole thing. In Ghostbusters? At least one. The new Ghostbusters. Yeah. At least one. How? Probably. Why? Because it just and seems how? like that's the way it's gonna go. Because it's it, because it's by the people who did bridesmaids. Yeah, but bridesmaids, the you know, she took a shit in the sink. Right. You know what I mean? So like, why is it out of character for them to do like one like, even if it's I think subtext? We have to rethink the Mulvey now. test a the little bit. Test? The Mulvey test. 
for for sexism and everything because Mulva? Mul- oh my god. <laughs> I am Vipple. <laughs> Sit down. You're going to hurt yourself. Actually my hip already really hurts. See, I think if they did it, I think if they did it where it was like the cast of bridesmaids like hunts ghosts I'd be okay with that but that they're calling it Ghostbusters well that's that's the main issue I think is you know what I mean because uh, when you like and and I really I broke down the structure like a like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scene and stuff like that where you really think about the structure of the jokes and the way that it's written and how quirky and weird it is and how it should have never been successful that's the thing is is you really think about it uh, even just explaining the plot to people about you know Gozer and his minions and them you know like the whole nine yards it's like oh my god this this how did this get green lit it's amazing that it got as far as it did and Uh that it was you know as successful in the mainstream as it did and the fact that it's it's this intelligent comedy but you know mixed with mixed with sci-fi but also uh you you have the big budget blockbuster hollywood kind of thing going on for it too and that it all worked together because usually if it if it's a, a big blockbuster movie it has to be stupid it has to be dumbed down you know and and it wasn't at all and and it it did very well and too bad we didn't really learn that lesson and we make more movies like it but uh even ghostbusters 2 really didn't live up to i, I thought I, I liked ghostbusters 2 but and uh, but a lot of people didn't <laughs> including the people who made ghostbusters 2 so How obviously like it where he's like you know maybe we could learn to love each other whatever happened to <laughs> yeah. peter mcnichol he was on ally mcbeal for like then what happened he was actually huge in the 80s he was in uh what was that movie right. dragon slayer he was in dracula yeah. dead and loving it it's a horrible Renfield. movie. I really don't care how what you think about it because it's, it's a brilliant. Movie. I bet he's on a TV show right now. What was his Lauren? Name? I'll, I'll I'll defend you on that. I Thank like you. I like my that cousins one. and I had a had a Peter McNichol fan club when we were kind of little. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, we had a rap and everything. You. No one knows what to say now. Whoa, 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 whoa! You had like a rap. Yeah. A Peter McNichol rap. <laughs> Jimmy, give me a beat. <laughs> give me a beat. It's not gonna happen. What's your, oh, what's your come on. rap? Oh. I, you have to ask my cousin Andrew if she remembers it. Uh, Jimmy, can you do us a favor? Can you get cousin Andrew on the phone, please? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Tina, Tina Turner's been holding. For- <laughs> <laughs> Is it time? Is it time? <laughs> Tell me love. Did you hang up on Phil Collins? Ow. Uh, you shock your face? My face, yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't wait to put that on the video. The video. I can't wait died. to see that. It no, it didn't. Died. It didn't like, just literally die. Literally three seconds ago, yeah. Oh, God oh, damn it. No. All right, we're done then. <sighs> I need All a right. memory card. Yeah, we're done. Tom, thank done you. here. <laughs> yes, Tom, thank you so much for thank coming you, on. Uh, please uh, please support Tom's upcoming shows. Uh, we have those listed on the site, so uh, please go check them out, and uh, we'll repost them so that everybody will see those. I, I, I don't know if I have an audience that listens to me, but I honestly can say that this album is is really, really awesome, and not and not because of my personal connections to the people involved in it. It's, I, I would absolutely buy it, and I would absolutely enjoy it. And the cover and and the packaging and everything is awesome. And I'm just really psyched for you, dude. Thank you guys very much for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for being extra early. You've had us all along, (laughs) even if you didn't know it. (laughs) Ghosthuggers.net. Buy the domain right now. I'm I'm serious, Jimmy. I think I might actually do that. Lauren, get it. Ghosthuggers.net. 
Yeah, I'll do it. it. I'll we'll link be... it right to any PA scene. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it, anybody who looks up ghosthuggers.net goes to the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I can, I, can, I can redirect it for now. Until Let's we'll... fucking yeah. do it. All right. Ghosthuggers.net. We'll I'm make you executive producer, Tom. I would enjoy that. There's a lot of paranormal people in Northeast PA. Uh, yeah, a lot of groups. Yeah, yeah. We should get them on. I um, yeah. Not I've, not like as not like as a, like a sideshow thing, but like to legitimately. I've legit. I, like, I'd want to know. I've legitimately interviewed some of those groups before. How but hard I mean, is that for you though? But because you don't. It, well, you know what? It was funny because um, they the 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 uh, the main group that I did um, they smelled the skeptic on me right away. Sure. And because they really wanted me to be impressed by everything, and I was just more curious about everything. I didn't in right. any way, shape, or form show that I didn't believe in what or they was were it doing. Your intention to expose them? No, no, it, not right. at all. It was just uh, I wanted to explain, you know, uh, ethically, you know, just to right down the middle, you know, without any bias whatsoever you know this is this is what they do this is the equipment they use you know that sort of thing and the guy's explaining it to me and he stops and he's like you don't really believe in this do you and i said no i'm listening keep going like whatever yeah and after that it felt like they lost the momentum there so i I kept you know i hung around for a while because i really wanted to see the investigation and watch what they did and stuff like that so i mean i hung out for hours and hours and hours and i put together this huge story and I don't think they even linked it afterwards. I don't think wow. they even said a, a word to me after that because I guess I didn't buy into it. They were just that disappointed that, and I was like, "But the story! I was proud of the story. I thought the story, the 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 photos were great. The story came out good, but they didn't really that, pay attention that, to look, it. It's I, a, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'll, that I'll you are. You, I'll give you if you want. You can." Um, you could see that documentary that we did up in a town called Casadega. It's a, it's a it's a town full of mystics and mediums and yeah. you know tarot and all that shit. And I went in as the skeptic. I don't mm-hmm. know if I told you this. You did. Yeah, yeah you mentioned but a while ago. I was the ago. one that walked out where it was like, man, the this psychic comes up to me and like just says two things that were on my mind that like nobody could have known. Coffee smokes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, holy shit! <laughs> what is this witchcraft? Um. But no, they were they were very personal and they were very specific and really? it freaked the hell out of me. And, it, and you know, there's people who really like body language and stuff like that. And they yes, figure, the basement of nothing, the Alamo. Yes. Yeah, there was nothing that there was no way she could decipher this from me. And that that kind of it didn't make me a believer, but it made me a little less unskeptical, if that's a word. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. So did you buy it? I'm on. I'm almost there. We're buying ghosthuggers. I'm okay. So I'm gonna own ghosthuggers. I want to own ghosthuggers. You're gonna own it, but it's on my server. That's fine. Yeah. As long as ownership. Dot net though. Not dot dot net. Are you getting it? Because I'm almost there. No, I'm (laughs) Jimmy. Wait, Jimmy. You buy. Okay, you buy dot. Is it gonna be dot net or dot com? Dot net. Okay, I'll buy dot net. You buy dot org. Is dot com already taken? Oh no, I didn't look for dot com because <laughs> everybody was saying dot net. Dot com. That's what I'm asking. Dot net is where it's at, really. You get dot com. Dot com. <sighs> All right. You dot get com, dot com, Jack. Jimmy. You get dot org. <laughs> dot org. <laughs> Who's getting dot net? Nobody's getting dot somebody. Net now. Somebody actually owns uh, nepacene.org. Oh, and really? Yeah. Well, when I I bought the domain years ago. 
yeah. uh, before, like years before I even started running the site because I've had this idea for years. And so I reserved the social media mm-hmm. and uh, and I bought just the domain. Shit with it, you just got right. It. Yeah. I just hung on to it, but I bought I just bought the dot com, you know. And uh, so then then of course when I'm ready to launch the site, I'm like, okay, I better buy the dot net and all those other ones in case somebody else decides to get funny and and buy them. Right. And sure enough, the dot org is douche. right. Yeah. And so sure enough, the .org is taken and it's like some blog that somebody started and never did anything with. And if that always happens sure. and you're just like, ah, maybe I should just message them and see if they'll just give it to me. And then it just recently fell off. Like it just di- the, the, the you site You can set an alert for that to be... That's what I'm probably going to do. You know, although so, now that I mention it on the podcast, I'm sure someone else is going to do the same <laughs> That's thing. Right. But, That's all right. You have you have approximately 12 hours to purchase that. But I actually own the... I, I, I just recently did the paper work and got the fictitious name NEPA scene so I actually awesome. own that now and all that man. kind of stuff uh, that's great you know set up the uh, bank account all awesome. that good stuff so Yay. all that all that yeah yeah. so it's goes it's, tuggers <laughs> Jimmy what get dot tv too dot dot gov okay ghosthuggers.org and you're getting and I'm and I'm gonna own ghosthuggers.com is this for the address here no then we have to get off the air and finish this okay <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> wrap it up well uh thank you so much uh for for listening uh thank you tom for being on the show thank you guys very much again i appreciate everything and uh and thank you done. for making the music <sighs> the that's uh, one of the nicest things somebody could ever say to you q from q i know <laughs> i know the next generation and uh any pa scene ain't afraid of no ghosts <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Wait, 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 one more before we go. I, mean, I don't know if I have it up anymore. Let me see. <laughs> you don't have it up anymore? Just say something. No, I don't anymore. Just something. Just turn the knob. No, I, I turned it off. You bastard. Yeah. Can you hit that Huey Lewis note we talked about earlier? <clears throat> Which one? Do you believe in love? <laughs> do you believe in love? That's the best I could do today with okay. a cold. We'll take it. All right. Thank you, guys. Not, nobody else? Do you believe it's true? Don't All right, care. on that one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs>